All right, how's everybody doing? Fantastic. Doing great. <clears throat> oh, man. So, morning. Buckeyes game, Saturday. Wah, wah, wah. What in the world happened? Secondary, just, just sucking, man. <laughs> more, more than football itself. <laughs> Chad, did you watch the game? I watched bits and pieces of it. Yeah. You a big football guy? Um, I, I'm, I'm more of, of high school football. Yeah. Uh, once they get past that, it, to, to me, it becomes more of, of, of money and status, and I just want to have fun. Right, I, right. I don't live right. my life for the glitz and glamour. I yeah. About, about having fun today. Because now college, though, you, you can't get paid. That's exactly right. You can get paid now in college. Not, not that I'm against it. Not yeah. that I'm against it all. But uh, high school football, I mean, they're, they're all fighting, fighting for the lights and fighting for mom and dad in the stands, and that, that, yeah. that's what's important to me. That's they, true. Can, they, they get paid in college now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, essentially, I mean, that's, that's basically, they, they can be represented by an agent, and they can receive endorsement deals. Nice. Oh, I didn't know that. Going back to college now. <laughs> yeah. Do you have a shot? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, Adam's going out for kicker. When I did, I, I had no. I, back then, I probably had a shot, but now it's yeah. it's gone. Don't pay me now. <laughs> Miss, you guys missed your shot. <laughs> so, and then Adam went to because you're wearing the shirt this morning. I see. Yes. So Adam, circus. yeah, Adam went to Electric Circus concert on Saturday. It was awesome. How was it? They were I mean, uh, all cover music, of course, but it's all '80s like rock. So like oh, wow. Poison and Journey and oh man, it's all the the greats. And I got the Snapchats and I could barely hear. Like you, you told me your ears were ringing on Sunday. They're, they're still ringing. <laughs> like you turn, can you turn me up? I can barely hear you guys. No, but it's still, my ears are legit still ringing. Uh, we yeah. were really close, but they were they were awesome. They yeah, were they were they were really good. That's awesome. That's awesome. I was wanting to go. We we weren't able to go, but yeah, that was insane. Yeah, it was. It was, dude. It was yeah. really fun. Like I said, just see, just from seeing the Snapchats, it was the the. Who, do they have their own personal light show? I think they do. I didn't ask, but they do have someone running um, all the lights and, and stuff like that, and they, they did a really good job, too. It looked like it. It, it looked, looked really like good. It. Now, back to these Buckeyes, though. Mm-hmm. CJ Strood, real quick. What'd you think? Oh, you're asking me. Um, <laughs> that's, the, that, that's the quarterback, right? Yeah. He's, I mean, I know he's a you know freshman and everything, but I mean... He's always got room to grow. He needs he needs the experience. I that's, think, what, that's what I was saying too. What I don't understand is I heard Master Teague's name one time, and that was because they were wondering why he wasn't being thrown to. But he's non-existent right now. I think that. Oh uh, really? Well, yeah, pretty much. I mean the uh, <clears throat> that freshman running back, that Trayvon Henderson, I think his name is the dude that ran the seventy-two yard touchdown run and then went like that in the end zone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure that's the that's the feature back now. Well, I also didn't see. I saw Alave maybe twice. I saw that number eleven. Yeah, Smith uh, and Jagba. Yeah, yes, he did really yeah. good. But our secondary. I could be butchering that, by the way. Yeah, I wanted you to say it. I I would have destroyed it. <laughs> I don't know his name, but uh, yeah, he did all right. So, Chad, tell us a little bit about your weekend, man. Uh, family, uh, you know, I, I'm a, I shouldn't say recently a grandfather, but my, my grandchild is over a year old now. I think he was like born two You're weeks ago. You're a grandpa? Jeez. I, I am. <laughs> I, I am a grandpa. And, you know, up before he was born, I thought, man, this is just crazy. I'm, I'm, there's no way that I'm old enough to be a grandpa. 
I wouldn't trade being a grandpa for the world. Yeah. You know, you, you think you'd love your kids, but when, you, when you're raising kids, you're so stressed about making money and, and trying to find your way in life and, yeah. and, and finding a way to support them. But hopefully by the time that you're a grandfather, a lot of those details are already figured out. You know, yeah. You've, you've kind of got life down, and you can just sit back and enjoy that quality time. And, yeah. And, it's a different kind of love because it's not it's not a stressed oh my gosh I got to go to work why are you still here in front of me go you know, go play in your room it's like come to papa yeah, you, know? yeah, so yeah. you get to feel like a superhero every time you're around them so being a grandpa is amazing that's, that's awesome. awesome now you have what well, you have two kids right I, I have two kids a uh, girl and a boy girl and boy Shyla is uh, I I, I want to say my daughter's 27 years old now oh wow which, which makes me feel uh, well yeah. like a grandpa <laughs> yeah um, and, and Shyla lives around the Cleveland area and then my son Dylan is 24 he's a yeah. state highway patrolman in the right. Xenia area so. right Oh, he's up. He's in Xenia now. Yes, sir. He's in okay. the Xenia area. Okay. Okay. So cool. I'm blessed and blessed. Right. Life is life is good. Well, hey, I think that's a great segue. So uh, let's get the show started. Run it. All right, we're back. Okay, welcome to episode three. We are here with uh, Chad Dunlap from Upshift. Yes, sir. Upshift with Chad, yes, right? Yes. Right. That's the full name. Uh, so we have we have some questions okay. because we don't. Well, you know, we. I mean, I know you, Chad, very yes, well. Sir. Adam no, has no idea who you are. Chad Dunlap. Hey, hey, <laughs> nice to meet you. Glad we can have you in. So we we have some questions because <clears throat> we just want to learn. We want to learn a little bit more about what you do, okay. how, how you got there, All right. um, and uh, yeah. Show the audience so, who's so, watching. So that being said, how far back do you want me to go when, when we start talking kind of about my life story? Because I, in, in the presentation, I, I'm a public speaker. Upshift is, is a speaking business. Right. Um, I speak on it, it's suicide awareness. However, there's so much more to the presentation. It, yeah. It, you know, we, we talk about suicide. We talk about some of my life. And uh, I tell you, I'll just kind of go down that road. Um, you know, when I was four years old, my family was in an automobile accident. Uh, my, my stepfather was driving, and, and a lady ran a stop sign. And, and hit our car. Uh, we, I, I've been told, estimated 55 to 60 miles an hour on upon impact. Uh, my stepfather died instantly. My mother and I were both thrown from the car. Um, my, my brother, they found him in the back seat, well, kind of pinned between the rear and the in the in the front seat. Uh, you know, the old 70s cars. You could like fit 15 coolers yeah. down in the floorboards. And they found Todd down in there. They had a jawbreaker stuck in his throat. Wow. Uh, my mother lived for an hour and a half. Um, she wow. she lived long enough to say that I that that they had she had two sons, and uh, they were looking for Todd. Um, they they told my family that I probably would not live through the night. That they were just going to make me comfortable, and allow me to die. And, and you were uh, four. I was four. I tur- actually turned five in the hospital. Oh my gosh! But uh, Holy morning <laughs> morning rolled around. The doctor said he's still with us, so we're going to give him a fighting chance. They started setting bones. Car rolled over me. So you know I, I was thrown from the car, oh, and the car man. crushed me in the road. Uh, everything was broken. Um, wow. They, they, they set, set a bunch of bones. They were trying to make a decision whether they were going to put me in a body cast or not. And uh, I was in a coma. And they said, that, you know, he, he probably won't wake up from this coma. And um, wow. six days later, I woke up from the coma. The doctors come running in and said, he's with us. You know, <laughs> we, we have no idea how smart he's ever going to be. I had massive head trauma. My skull was cracked. And, and uh, we can kind of talk on, it's funny, I went to, a, to an orthodontist. In, um, oh, by gosh, I was in my early 40s. And she said, so when would you break your jaw? 
And I'm like, I don't know that I've ever broke my jaw. And she said, well, come look at this x-ray. And my jawbone is completely hollow on the inside. There's two pillars where my jaw was completely destroyed. And then it just kind of healed itself, which is, which is crazy that it did it on its own. I guess that would have happened when I was in the coma that everything just started, started trying to heal. Mm-hmm. Um, so now, how do, you, <clears throat> how do you get the, how did you get the story? I mean, because at, at the time you're four, I mean, do you remember a lot of this being I, four? I, I, I don't remember hardly anything prior accident. Yeah. You know, so before the accident, I, I have great memories that people have told me so many times that I think that I've made them my own. Yeah. But but I, I don't remember anything from, from that age down. Now, yeah. I remember bits and pieces from the hospital. They, uh-huh. they, they took me to Dayton Children's. Okay. And, and I lived there for a while. Um, okay. But, they, you know, the doctors told my family he'll probably never walk again. You know, there's a good chance that... His legs are destroyed too badly. Yeah. And um, six weeks later, after that point, so I was in the hospital, I think, for a total of eight weeks. I walked out of there on crutches, you know, and, and it really had no idea what life had in store. You yeah. know, I mean, my stepfather and mother were both dead. So my, my father and my stepmother were chosen. Mm-hmm. The decision was made that we were going to go live with them. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it, that kind of takes you down a completely different road. My stepmother... Right. Never wanted kids. There were lots of things that she seen and experienced in her life that she she knew she wasn't fit to be a mother. Yeah. Right. Yeah, congratulations. You know, you're the now the mother yeah, of a yeah. five and a seven year old. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Good on you. Good um, you know, and the abuse was pretty minimal when I was little. I mean, it didn't take a whole lot to control a five and a seven year old. Yeah. Mm-hmm. However, as I grew and became stronger, so did that level of intensity. Yeah. You know, of abuse. It it, it got to the point where my brother would hear me screaming in my room at night, and. Wanted to help, you know. He's my big brother. If he felt it was his job to defend me, yeah. and protect me, and um, so he moved into my room. You know, he thought that if he's in there, you know, with the two of us together, you know, we were the we were we were inseparable. Right. However, it, it actually had an adverse effect. It had the exact opposite. You know, because his screaming almost encouraged her more. It's almost like she had a fan section mm-hmm. to continue what she was doing. Um, Craziness, you know, yeah. and, and it's funny because when I look back, my brain doesn't recall all of that garbage. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I know that it all happened. I could remember it, but my, my your your brain is an amazing tool, right? Right. Yeah, it still absolutely. remembers. It, it tries to remember all the great times, and uh, it got to the point where we actually would we would booby trap our bedroom. We would take a glass and we would crack our bedroom door. We would set a glass on the top ledge of the door. Then I would scoot a wooden rocking chair over in front of the door. So when she would try to come in by room, the glass would fall and it would make enough noise so I could at least wake up and cover my upper body yeah. to protect myself from, from what she was trying to attempt. And it's, it's, a, control, it's a control issue. You know, I, I can talk on her a little more later if we'd like, but, but her childhood was horrible. Mm-hmm. You know, um, she, she was married to my father for 33 years. Yeah. Uh, Chaos, lots of chaos. And, and then after she left my dad, I found a notebook. I actually found a box full of notebooks in a closet. I was like, what is, what is this? You know, so I'm like looking diaries. through it. And they were, were writings that, that her therapist over the years, um, I, I studied it. You know, yeah. I, I wanted to understand. Absolutely. Right? You know, yeah. because with, with understanding, you can maybe have forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Right. And because I hated her. You know, I, I, I just, well, I, mean, but, I, I hated her. But in your mind, I mean, kind of rightfully so, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we yeah. would go to family functions. I would always have Bacardi in the trunk of my car because I'd have to be drunk to cope with her. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'd have to have half of a buzz to even yeah. be in the room. Even at that time. E- even, even into my 30s. Wow. Because, you know, 
little things. Like I would see her try to take a lid off of a pickle jar, and she would be biting her tongue. And she would always bite her tongue when she would be hit. How did so? You know? Not to sidetrack you real sure. quick, but you said even into your thirties. Yes. So what made you hold on to that relationship that long, even though it was so like she was married to my toxic. Father. She was married to my father, and that was the only family I had. You know, my 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 mom's gone. Yeah. So you know, you I clung to my dad. You know, he was yeah. he was everything yeah. to me, and. Uh, in those writings, though, I, I, I saw a timeline. She had drew, drawn out a timeline showing that she was molested when she was nine by a parent. She was molested when she was 11 by a parent. And, and on and on. Oh, and, wow. and don't get me wrong. It doesn't justify anything. No, not right. Because you have to be strong enough to break that cycle. However, yeah. I, I did understand. She had zero control in her childhood. Zero. Mm-hmm. And... She was seeking control. Yeah. The only way she knew how to control is what was taught to her. Right. right. You know, again, not that I'm justified. That cycle had to end with me. Mm-hmm. Right. But I mean, you know, and at the end of the day, everybody's your own person. You have a choice. That's correct. That's so. correct. I, I, I make a choice every day. Exactly. You know, it, it, life is nothing but a, 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 a list of decisions. Today, I'm going to decide to do this. You know, love is no different. Everybody thinks yeah. that love's a feeling. If you're living your life off of feelings, guys, it, you're going to fall short every time. <laughs> right. Love is a decision. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, so, so moving on, um, my brother wound up turning 18 and moving out of the house. Yeah. Todd was two and a half, well, two years and, year. and two months or a month and a half older than I was. Yeah. So I, I knew at that point one of two things is going to happen if I stay here because she would always tell me she's going to kill me in my sleep. Yeah. And, you know, so I was, was, was scared but not scared. At this point, there's not much more you can do that's going to scare me. You know, yeah. it, it right. became more of a challenge of survival. Yeah. So, so my brother moved out, and I wound up moving out as well. I would always try to sneak back in the house when she wasn't there. I became very good at breaking into our front door uh, to try to get clothes or anything mm-hmm. else. But I, would, I had lots of great friends allowed me to stay places. And um, life went on like this. I wound up living with a girlfriend. And, and her mother let me sleep on the couch, which Uh-oh. I thought was awesome. You know, cool. uh, couch. That's a, that's a, and, uh, sounds like the worst case scenario ever. <laughs> Hello, my name is Chad. <laughs> you know, and, and I stayed there until I turned 18. Now, okay. when I turned 18, life became, I mean, I got my parents' life insurance money, right? I okay. mean, I, I, had, I had dropped out of high school in my 10th grade year and wound up going back. The, the following year. That's a whole nother that's a whole nother line of discussion and I'm not yeah. sure how much you guys really want to get into that, but but I ran around with a guy who did some really dumb things, wound up killing a couple of people and and wow. their defense was I did it. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, don't get me wrong. Oh. Uh, you know, I mean we could go down that line. Mm-hmm. There were lots of kids that were. If the camera goes black, guys, <laughs> it's because the police are here. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Mom. It's because we're getting raided. <laughs> no, but but you know, a guy that I ran around with made some some horrible decisions. Yeah, got it running with the wrong crowd, and and wound up wound up killing a couple of his family members. Wow. And oh my gosh, um, it, there was a huge investigation into it. Trust me, I was interrogated more than once, more than twice, mm-hmm. and. Wound up that uh, I had to take a polygraph test, which I was petrified. We'll get to the rest yeah, of the story, absolutely. but I guess we kind of went down this road. But, you know, when, when you're a teenager and they say, hey, you really need to take a polygraph test. And I'm like, man, I, I, I'm old enough. I, I think in 1997, Tom Selleck made a movie called An Innocent Man. I watched that. <laughs> I'm not going to be that guy, right? But, but I wound up talking to an attorney friend of mine. And he says, Chad, here's what we can do. We can go take it privately. 
Yeah. See how you do. And I'm like, well, okay. You See know? how I do. <laughs> what do you mean? Yes. Like I got options. Free testing. So, so yeah. I, had to, I had to pay $500 of my own money. And I wound up going to Columbus and, and sitting in this room. And, and literally, I mean, you're sitting in a chair. It's like getting the rings to the oh festival. Oh, like, oh, it, like, oh, like oh. here, let's see how you do. Yeah. yeah. Good luck. There you luck. go. Good luck, son. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so they, they put this thing around your head, around your waist. You're sitting here, and, and he's asking you a bunch of questions. And in every answer that I gave, like lightning bolts were shooting through my body. I thought, I'm going, I'm going to die. You know, the I'm going to the death, going death sentence. You know, they're going to give me the chair. And when it was finally over, I was like, how did I do? He's like, hang on a minute, hang on a minute. So he's checking it, and I'm sweating, man. I mean, I don't have that much time. I, I'm like sweating <laughs> everywhere. And, and he looks down at the paper, he looks up at me, he said, son, I've never seen someone tell the truth so good in my life. Dude, I started crying. Oh, you know, yeah. crying. Oh, yeah. Yes. You know, because. Well, why, uh, I mean, of course, there's a lot of emotions at that point in time. You think your life's on the line, Correct. Mm-hmm. I mean, every time that I was interrogated, I'd always take my girlfriend and leave her out in the car. He said, and every, I'd say, if I'm not back in an hour, call somebody. Did you, know? you just say every time you were interrogated? I, like I it's inter- happened more than I was interrogated <laughs> three three different times. Wow. And, uh, oh, my gosh. Not, not, not fun, you know, because yeah. they ask you the same questions, but periods of time in between those right. questions. You're to see like, if your stuff you're I carry the change. one. What did I say here? Uh, yep. You know, because even when you're telling the truth, it's a serious situation. Yeah, right. You know, so you don't want to just go in there gingerly. Yeah, I was at Becky's house. You know, I mean, <laughs> well, let me let me go back for one question for both of you and mm-hmm. see if you can properly answer this question. Where were you on the night of August twenty seventh, two thousand and nineteen? Oh man, no idea. Thank you. No clue. Exactly. Probably. Well, you know what? 2019, it, it depends what day of the week was it. <laughs> like, are you allowed to ask those questions? Hold on a second. Let me grab my calendar. Yeah, yeah, but Back yeah. then, it was just a little book, right? Right, I mean, right. Uh, you know, we, we didn't have anything as yeah. far as... But, but that's... Have the, I have kids, so I was probably either like putting them to bed. <laughs> it depends what time frame. That's crazy, though. Yeah, back back then, you exactly. had a little book you know, of well, calendar. Guys, let's, let's go a little easier then. Yeah. What were you doing two weeks ago on Thursday? Oh, man. Working. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But, but do you see? Yeah. That, 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 that's, that's tough. Yeah. And, and, you know, you try to think to yourself, man, did I tell him? And, you know, it, it, it made life very stressful. So when yeah. this, oh, I'm sure. when, when this uh, gentleman says, hey, I've never seen someone tell the truth so good in my life. Man, I, I literally, he was just pouring down my <laughs> yeah. face. And the very next day he confessed and, and, and wound up, I believe, it, making some sort of a deal to save his own life. Um, it's crazy. I kind of went off course there. I'm not sure why we went down that road. but no, Oh, you're, you're fine. That's, you're fine. That's crazy but, to know. Yeah. <laughs> but when I turned 18, I got a, a large amount of money handed to me. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and I thought I was going to be rich. You know, it, it, it's less than $100,000, but when you've had nothing for most oh, of yeah. your life, for someone to hand you that kind of money. Little side note, my brother and I were celebrating, so we went to a restaurant, and I left the check laying on the counter. We're, like, driving around, and I'm like, turn around! Oh, my God. <laughs> the, lady said, the lady said, can I see some ID, please? I was like, lady, please, you better give me my check. And she was like, okay, here you go. Man. So I de- deposited, crazy. deposited the money, took out, Probably twenty thousand dollars carrying twenty thousand dollars cash. Or I mm-hmm. went and bought a fast car. Uh, that was in December, and then February of the following year, I got a phone call from my best friend, um, Seth Reese would be his name. He, he, the kind of guy that would do anything for anyone, but yet fearless at the same time. Right? Yeah, you know, he would do would do anything, and, and he was literally we carved pals in our arms when we were kids. You know, because because yeah. we were that close. We were close Love brothers. Yep, and. Uh, 
We talked about a lot of things that day. Uh, I, I had just gotten home from school, sitting on the couch with my girlfriend in my apartment. I lived in Ada. And, and in the middle of a conversation, he told me that he was dating a girl. And I was like, man, that's fantastic. I'm so happy for you. Seth had, he had a rough, he had a rough upbringing, mm-hmm. right? His mom was, was an amazing woman. His dad, I really can't say that, those kind of terms about. Right. Um, but he says, Chad, middle of conversation, he said, I'm going to take my own life. And I was like, you know, pump the brakes, pump the brakes yeah. a little bit. Let's <clears throat> talk about this. And, right. and he said he, he had, he had done everything that he wanted to do in life. His grandma's in heaven waiting on him, and it's time for him to move on. Well, I, I didn't really know what to say. You know, I mean, yeah. I'm sitting here with my girlfriend. My, my plan was to eat 14 Pop-Tarts and, and, and drink a half a gallon of chocolate milk. And now, <laughs> you know, what, what, what's going on here? Yeah. So I tried to scare him. I said, Seth, this is murder without having the chance to ask God for forgiveness. You know, because I was raised in a, in a, in a very godly home. Yeah. Uh, godly home. Um, in, in saying that, you know, there's a difference between religion and relationship. Yeah. I live a relationship life now. I'm not controlled by fear in what some religion will do. But anyways, I wanted to scare him. What I was trying to do is just buy myself some time yeah. so I can fix this. I mean, that's what we do, right? We're guys. We fix things. Yeah. You know? So, so we, we talked for a little while longer. He told me that he loved me and he hung up the phone. Now, my first reaction was to call 911. Mm-hmm. You know, right? Yeah. Call 911. We're going to get this. But, but two thoughts started creeping in. One. What if I get him in trouble? I mean, why, why would you think you would get him in trouble? I'm an 18 year old kid. Yeah. I mean, you put him I, in jail. So I, I, I thought that you know. I thought he's just needing <clears throat> attention, right? Yeah. You know? So so, and then and then, what if he got mad at me? My my, my two concerns as an 18 year old thinking. Right. I don't want to get him in trouble. I don't want him mad at me. He called me. Yeah, it's my job to fix this. Yeah, right. Yeah. And so, then, and you're right. At that time, that that age frame. I mean, you know, us at 18. Yeah, you're you you, you think fast and you act fast. Uh, Absolutely. I still do it that way. Yeah. <laughs> my dad said some someday you'll grow out of this, and I'm like, Dad, I'm like almost 50. Here I am, still the same Chad. So so I, I had a Mustang GT that was built at a speed shop. Yeah. Car had a supercharger. It was very fast. Yeah. I can get there and I can fix this, right? I yeah. mean, that's that's what we do. We yeah. fix things. So mm-hmm. so we are flying from Ada to Wapakoneta. You said we or was it my just My girlfriend you? is with me. Okay. okay. My girlfriend is with me because she, she can on, instantly see that I, I'm not in the right state of mind. Right. Because I'm, my, goal is, my goal is to save a life. Right. right. Fix right. this get problem. Yep. Right. Um, so it, it took us a very short period of time to get from Ada to Wapakoneta. Now, during that drive, I had plans. On what I'm going to do when I get there, you know, I'm, I can't believe you messed up. I, you know, I, I was with my yeah. girlfriend, man. We had we had quality time here. <laughs> so I'm going to I'm going to deal with this. I'm going to shake him up. I'm going to talk to him. And I'm going to fix the situation. Now yeah. that entire drive, I had those plans. Now, yeah. when I came flying up into his driveway, it's almost like instantly everything changed. He had taped newspapers around the garage windows oh, no. so someone couldn't see into what he's doing. When I pulled up into his driveway, it's like somebody just grabbed my heart and just squeezed all the blood out of it. Uh. I instantly went numb. And, and I'm sprinting towards his front door. And, and he, he had told me on our conversation he would leave a key underneath the mat. I don't recall grabbing a key. I don't recall opening the door, right? I, I recall sprinting through his living room. The television's on. And I look over, and there's a cigar still smoking in the ashtray. Now, mm-hmm. I'm no cigar connoisseur. I'm still not. Yeah. But I, 
I, at Oak Lakes County Fair, back when I was like 12 years old, they started giving me an option. You want a candy cigar or you want a Swisher Sweet? If you ring the bell, son, I'll give you whatever you want, right? <laughs> yeah, right. We're, we're talking mid-80s. Uh, Everything was cool back yeah. then. <laughs> right. So I, I had puffed on enough Swisher Sweets underneath the Oglaze, the, the bridge there on, on, on the Oglaze River mm-hmm. to know that, that I've coughed my lungs out. Because when I'd stop puffing on that cigar, it would burn out. Yeah. Right? It, it would just quit smoking. So I see a smoking cigar. I'm thinking to myself, I made it. Yeah, I made it in time. You know, so I hit the dining room and turned the corner towards the kitchen to garage door, and it—it's 15 feet. I mean, it's—it's it's probably right. less than 15 feet. Right. It seemed like an eternity from that corner to that door. Now there's an envelope taped to the door. To whom it may concern, I ripped it off and I run out in the garage. Now, when I get into the garage, it, I, I can't even tell you the type of energy. Right? Mm-hmm. He's right in front of me, and and I and I pick him up and I'm holding him and. And, and I, if, if you could take one energy combined with hate, rage, fear, guilt, pity, all in one, smash them together and then erupt them out of, an, of a volcano. Yeah. Fear was, was well, I, I was shaking. I, I, was, I was screaming. And you're 18. I'm 18 years old. I'm looking around this garage. I look back at the entranceway and my girlfriend just hits the floor. Yeah. I, 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 I know in this moment that my friend's no longer with us. Right. I'm, I'm holding him. I'm, I'm, there's nothing I can do for him. Right. I made the decision to let him go. I pick up my girlfriend. I take her into the living room. I set her down, and I grab the phone, and I do something I should have done 20 minutes earlier. I call 911. First question they say is, what's the address? I have no idea where I'm at. Right? Yeah. I just know where, just he, lives. Know where he lives. Yeah. So I get so there. I run out the front of the house. I look back and I said, I think I'm at 1013 and whatever the street was. And I hung up the phone. I go back in and I'm trying to, to console my girlfriend and, and trying to get my head right. Um, you, re- you really can't describe those, those emotions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and then the fact that you're so young at the time. I'm a kid. Yeah. I'm, 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 a, I'm, a, I'm a kid. And, and it's tough. I, I look down on a coffee table, and, and I could see it as I'm looking down at this table. There's a note that says, Chad, mom, and a phone number. Yeah. Call my mom. Because there's no training, no course, no, no anything that, that trains you to properly make this phone call. I call, and I, I said, Mom, this is Chad. You need to come home. She was like, who is this? I said, Mom, Seth's done something. You need to come home. I'm going to hit pause for a moment. Yeah. Two weeks prior to that, he called his mom and said, or he talked to his mom and said, I just feel like I want to take my own life. And she did what every loving mother would do. She, she took him straight to the hospital. Mm. You know, I can remember going to, to the hospital and visiting him. They had a smoking room in this, this area. Of the, they let you smoke in the hospital. I thought this was the coolest hospital ever. <laughs> it's like, you know, how do I get a room, you know? So, so we're sitting in this smoke room, and it's full of people. Okay. I mean, it's just it's, it's <clears throat> packed. And, and Seth and I are making fun of each other, making fun of everyone else in the room. Mm-hmm. And he says, Chad, I'm not messed up. He goes, these guys are messed up. There's nothing wrong with me. And you know what I did? I agreed with him. Because I thought it's what he wanted to hear. Right. Again, I didn't want him mad at me. Mm-hmm. Right. I, 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 did, I didn't want to get him in trouble. I didn't want him mad at him. So I still continue to just agree with what, you know what I should have said? Man, you're in here for a reason. Yeah. yeah, you're in here for a purpose. These people are here to help. Yeah, but yet I took the weak route because I'm a kid. You're a kid. You, you, and yeah, I you didn't said, know just serve your time. Yeah, and let's get out of here. I mean, like that would be like you know. I mean, I would be the same way. Yeah, I, I don't think it, I don't think anybody else would do would look at that 
situation any differently than what you did, especially at that age. My goal in what I do with speaking is to tell this story and let people know, don't worry about what they think. Don't worry about them being upset with you. Your goal, my job, two things, get them talking and do whatever it takes to save their life. Everything else is secondary. Right. Because I would... I would much rather him been mad at me than I had to carry him to his grave. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, um, shortly after the law enforcement and paramedics arrived, they're doing an investigation. They left the garage door open. I said, his mother's here. Please shut the door. They didn't. The last thing that I really remember in that house is her screaming. I can hear her screaming. I can hear her screaming in in these headphones. Yeah. Jeez. Stuff and uh, my life completely changed that day. Mm-hmm. I became a drug addict. My nightmares were horrible. The way that he did things, um, he had bandana covering his face. I didn't lift the bandana up when I was there. Mm-hmm. So in my dreams, I would lift that bandana up. It'd be my dad, my mother, or my, my, my dad, or my brother, or my girlfriend. Everyone that were still alive that Gosh, meant something to yeah. me. So I made the decision. You know, 18-year-old executive decision, we just won't sleep anymore. <laughs> so, so cocaine became a, a, a habit of mine that I did mm-hmm. every day. Hmm. Um, it, it, was, it was my diet. And um, cocaine and Pop-Tarts was really what I lived off of for a very long time. Hmm. You know, it got to the point where I couldn't stand to be alone. because. Which kind? What kind of Pop-Tarts? <laughs> <laughs> fudge. Every, every time in, you could give me fudge Pop-Tarts, and I would just eat it. I would plow Sorry, guys. I had, to, I, had to break, I had to break that up a little bit there. you got to love fudge Pop-Tarts. <laughs> Frosted, of course. Of course. They, you know, if I would, this morning. I, I, if I would be on too much of a bender and bring home unfrosted Pop-Tarts, I would cuss at myself and walk, walk six miles back to the grocery store just to get frosted Pop-Tarts. Um, so, so, yeah, you know, it, it, it became a... It became a, a habit, a, yeah. a diet. And yeah. I can remember looking at my savings account, and, and I had $10,000 even. My plan was, when this is gone, so am I. You know, the plan is, when this is gone, so am I. Hmm. And um, I don't know. I, 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 I guess when, when that money became very close to being gone, I, I started looking around my life and thinking to myself, there's more than this, right? Yeah. And I wound up meeting my wife, and when my son was born, it taught me what unconditional love was. Yeah. Right? I never understood unconditional love. Growing up, my entire childhood was conditional. Yeah. If you do this, you'll receive this. Mm-hmm. But when a baby is born, and you're looking at that, and he just loves you. Changes. For, you know, he's looking at me with these eyes that I'm a superhero. Yeah. And all I did was just wake up and pick him up. You know, I mean, that's right. pretty simple. But it taught me what unconditional love was. Yeah. And unconditional love is, is, has more power than any sort of depression, fear, anger, rage, or anything. Yeah. Love cool. is more powerful than any negative thing that you'll find out there. Yeah. We don't live a life of love anymore. We live a life of conditions, mm-hmm. right? Um, yes and no. In, in the world that we reside in yeah. right now, there are lots of things that aren't love-based. Yeah, yeah, you're it's, absolutely it's, right. It's fear-based. Yeah. We live a, you either do this or. 
yeah. there's a consequence. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, not that there shouldn't be consequences. Trust me, I'm all about consequences. <laughs> but it needs to be done in a way yeah. that it's love based. Yep. Yeah. And um, that's what I've tried to structure my life around. You know, I, 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 my life fell apart until into my 30s. I was just trying to find a way, you know, yeah. trying to find a way. And then I had an opportunity. I, I started brainstorming. Um, and I thought, you know, how can I help someone to not have, for a mother to not have to come home or receive a phone call that her son has taken his own life so that a friend doesn't have to find his best friend right. taking his own life in a garage? So I brainstormed for, for a long time. I had very low self-esteem issues. One of the things that my stepmother would always say to me is, you're worthless, you'll never amount to anything, you should have died in that wreck with your mother. You know, so she told you that on a weekly basis. I actually lived my life just trying to prove her wrong, right? It was a hate-driven oh, yeah. point yeah. of every time I would get a pay raise, hey, <laughs> 15 cents an hour, baby, look at right. me, you know, or, or any time that I would make some sort of a, an advancement. Yeah. I made sure she knew yeah. it was it was hate driven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Until I learned to love myself unconditionally, to, to do this for me. Yeah. Man, when I learned that that should have been the driving force, it all changed. Right? You know, in the presentation that I do, I have the word self centered come up on the screen. Mm-hmm. Guys, what comes to mind when you hear the term self centered? Um, I all think. About me. Yeah. Yeah. Egotistical, arrogant, pompous, yeah. cocky. Yeah, right? I think right. I think of like I think of like that high school like j- like jock type of guy in the movies. Okay. Like when I think of self centered, like that's the first thing that pops in my mind is like is like those those type of movies yeah. where it's Hold just, yeah. they brush my teeth, you know. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. break it into two words: self and center. Yeah. Aren't we always told to love ourselves? Yes. Find our center, you know. But when when it you put it together, it's a bad term. You know why? Because when you are no longer self-centered, loving who you are, you give control to someone else. Right? Yeah. It's mm-hmm. all about what you can do for someone else. Yeah. If they can keep you not focusing on you and only focusing on them, they have control. Right. I challenge people to become a little more self-centered. Put yourself first. Learn to love yourself unconditionally. Unconditional love is, is, is where it's at, guys. Yeah. You know, learning that no matter what... I come first. Yeah. You know, and people think, ah, it's a horrible so you, thing to so say you, when you're a parent. Yeah. It's not the case. So you basically changed the definition of self-centered. I did. Yeah. I did. I, I, like I challenge it. people yeah. to be self-centered. And that's not a bad thing though, because no. I think you're I think you're absolutely right. I think you're I, I think you're absolutely right on that. I think um and as a as someone who has you know, I you know, I quit my job back on March first and Congratulations. started doing everything I do full time now. Good for you. But it was because I wanted to put myself first. I like it. <clears throat> you know, and I, I think, yeah, you're absolutely right when you tell people that. I mean, yeah. the, and, and I'm not trying to just, you know, verify what you do, but I mean, I believe in what you do. What I'm saying is, though, is that I've never thought of it like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was just, for me, it was just, I got to do me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So, absolutely. You know, <clears throat> Because it's a mind shift, right? Yeah. It's just a shift. You know, and people always think that, you know, in order for me to change something in my life, I have to do a complete 180. Well, that's impossible. You know, so, so many times we look at the changes that are necessary in our lives to be successful or, you know, success has many, many facets, by the way. Yeah. I'm not talking about money or, or anything. Success, a lot of times, is just finding your happy spot. Yeah, self-enrichment. Where does it fit me? But but when we look at that, we think, man, the the changes are so drastic. I can never do that. That's why I don't live a life of drastic change. I live a life of several degrees. Yeah. Right? Just 
two degrees. Do you know that if we change the course of a railroad track one degree, but it goes 900 miles, how far off course that yeah. train would be? Yeah. Or in this case, if it's going the wrong direction, maybe we just put ourselves on the right course. We need to do that to a lot of these train tracks in Walpole. By going two <laughs> degrees. It's not a matter of drastic change. Yeah. It's just a matter of persistence. You know, yeah. I have a phrase that I, that I speak often. Uh, persistence overcomes resistance. Now think about that. Too many times, we'll try something for a week, two weeks. You know, I tried that going to the gym stuff. Wasn't for me. Well, really, how long did you train? Until it started to hurt. <laughs> and then I quit. Well, guys, the pain's where it's at. Yeah. Right? You still train, though, don't you? I, uh, six days a week, sometimes seven. Yeah. I, it, yeah. no pain, it's something no that I have to do. Yeah. I, was, I was blessed with an enormous amount of energy. Yeah. My dad always said, you'll grow outgrow this someday. And I'm like, wrong. Still yeah. waiting. I... I, I if I don't force it a positive direction, it wants to auto-default to a negative every time. Do you feel like working out has helped your mind? Absolutely. My mind yeah. and body work together. Yeah. I can go in there having a horrible day, mm -hmm. put headphones on, and, and I always call it waded out into my dark water. I wade out into the water, I gather myself up, and I pull myself back to shore. That's what I do when I'm in the gym. People are looking at me, and they're like, man, what's going on with this guy? <laughs> but, but really, I, I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with myself. Yeah, That's, that yeah. is, uh, training in a gym is therapeutic to me. Yeah. Uh, almost to the point that I injure myself sometimes because I've got so much energy that right. I push so hard, thinking just, just one more rep, you know, because it, I, I have, I'm an addict. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, I was doing... $2,000 a week at one point wow. worth, of, worth of drugs. Jeez. I, I gave up the drugs, right? Yeah. But I still have that addictive personality. I've had three shoulder surgeries. Who, I've been hooked on painkillers three times. Yeah. You know, my wife's like, uh, we need to monitor how many you're taking. I'm like, you're not monitoring. I'm a grown man. You know, I'm, I'm not four. You know, I, I got up to take. Sounds like a stepbrother scene. Yeah, I got up to taking 16 Percocet a day. Yeah, I was supposed to be taking two every six hours, but wow. but that's the addictive personality mm -hmm. in me that right. if a little is good, more is better, baby. Yeah. Right? You know, so show me the smorgasbord. I'm here to eat. <laughs> you know, so so <laughs> so like Pez. yes, like they were candy. Mm -hmm. And it's crazy because in an addict's mind, I would wake up and say, I'm going to take two at nine, two at two. I take those first two, and oh hey, my mind completely altered and justified. Every decision that I made after that. Yeah. So it's easy to say, hey, just don't be an addict. I, I'm going to struggle with addictions for yeah. the rest of my life. Right. That's why the gym is an addiction for me. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's something that, that I know helps. Yeah. Because so many of us live our entire lives looking for something to help, mm -hmm. something to take the pain away. You know, that's, that's why I'm an addict from the, first, from the start. I just wanted to take the pain away. Now, going to the gym doesn't take the pain away, but it helps combat that negative energy. It helps you focus it. Yeah. And it helps me way. put it. You know, actually, I speak on focus too, but that's a different time. Yeah. But yeah, so, that's, so, that's kind of the, the, the gist of where I'm at. Yeah. Okay, so let me, let's, let, let's, let's ask you some questions. Yes. Here, okay. Um, what, what would you say your, your target audience is, basically? Um, my, my target audience is, well, it's, it's funny that you asked that because I, my goal was high schools and colleges. But I've had so many people that have reached out to me that are in their 30s, 40s, 50s, even 60s saying, yeah. wow, that hit home with me. Yeah. You know, um, but high school. Yeah. I, I, I found Seth when I was when I was in high school. Right. And, and I, 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 at that age, there's so much control there. 
Yeah, but your your message isn't just suicide awareness. Oh, absolutely not. It's no. living this day to the fullest every day. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think you're uh, from from what we from what I know of you personally, and then from you know us doing our homework a little bit too. Sure, is that your message can have a wide range of effect on very many different people and people with different outlooks. Absolutely. I, I just yeah. spoke at this last year's Ohio Safety Congress. Yeah. And the feedback, I just sit there, my, my wife's like, why are you crying? You know, because <laughs> I, I'm just sitting here and tears are streaming down my face. Well, that's a big the, moment, though. Oh, yeah. It, it, it is. And, you know, this is just the beginning, guys. Right. If it hadn't been for COVID, I really think that Upshift would have would have really taken off a lot quicker. You yeah. know, it's like I, 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 I want to start sprinting, then I have to sit down for a second. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, okay, come on, come on, come on. But, but yeah, it... I've done a lot of. I've had companies reach out to me for doing their safety training. This is since mm-hmm. oh, cool. September is Suicide Awareness Month. Right. Um, I've got a lot of things scheduled this month. Yeah. Um, which is which is fantastic. Um, but but yeah, it, it's sprinkled between high schools, colleges, and then corporate safety training. Okay. But but I, I'll speak anywhere, anytime. I think yeah. that every month is Suicide Awareness Month. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think that every month is Mental Health Awareness mm-hmm. Month, and I think that every day is an opportunity. To help someone. Yeah. Cue the logic song. Cue the logic song right now. E-L-E. Everybody love everybody. 1-800. Seriously, that's a good song, though. Mm -hmm. It is. Have you heard that song? What is this? It's a a rapper named Logic who created a song called 1-800, and it's a a rap song about suicide awareness. I did not know this. I will look it up as soon as we're done here. It's a very good song. It's a very good song. Um, So, uh, we want to... Take a moment real quick just to uh, thank our sponsor, Clue Studio, for the studio and for sponsoring the podcast. Uh, We really appreciate uh, what Rebecca and Jeff do here. Um, They do wonderful photography work. Uh, They do wonderful work um, all around the county, really, in in Ohio. I mean, I know they travel to Columbus and Cincinnati Mm -hmm. as well and uh, Kentucky and up to Cleveland. So, yeah. So if you need any photography work done, be sure to call Rebecca and her team here at uh, Clue Studio. Um, so let's get back to chat here, though, real quick. Um, <clears throat> what brought you to finally speak? What, what, what was the what was the turning moment for you where you were just like, I need, like, what was it? Was there something in you that was just like, I need to do something different, or was there something in you just like, I'm going to be a motivational speaker? Like, how does it? How well, did you get to that point? Well, I, I've 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 never had a problem talking, obviously. Right. And um, I, well, you were a car salesman. <laughs> yeah, but I was a horrible <laughs> car salesman. I was a horrible car salesman. I mean, there were times I would sit down with the customer and say, "Now, I want you to look at." Look at your finances. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, because I started off in the business of a special <laughs> finance manager. Yeah. So I help people who've had some hiccups yeah. in, in in their credit. But, like, I was a car salesman, too. So, and But now you know where you're at now. Like, have you ever thought, like, man, if I did what I did, if I knew what I knew now and would go back, I'd make some bang. <laughs> you, 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 you could. Problem is I struggled with too much of a conscience. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, you know... <laughs> Just because they think they can afford a six hundred dollar a month payment and the bank approved it, yeah. is it the best interest in those people? Yeah. And I struggled with that, right? You know, because yeah. I, I, I'm looking at their kids. Oh, you're saying at the time, at the, at, the time you were car salesman, that, that you I was struggled a special with that? finance manager. I struggled with that because I was a father who was struggling yeah. just to make ends meet. I'm not going to lie, I didn't. I see, I did. I, I my, my brain, yeah, it, it thinks too much. It never shuts down. It's like yeah. it's like a it's like a. a, a a rat wheel that's constantly spinning yeah. as I'm trying to grab thoughts as they're yeah. going by. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I could look at these kids and I'm thinking to myself, 
I know I can't. I'm looking at your finances. I know you can't. And it, it, it really bothered me yeah. in, in doing that. It wasn't just, hey, high five, you yeah. know, great gross on that one. Yeah. And I won't, I won't ask you where you worked, That's but. Okay. Um, Many dealerships. Yeah, yeah. Oh, did you really? Okay. Three. Three different ones? Okay. So I worked at two different ones. Okay. Um, one up in Lima. Okay. And then I worked at one in Cincinnati. Nice. And that was insane. I can only imagine. It, it, was, it was such a different um, one demographic, and it was yeah. such a different uh, culture of mixture of people. Sure. Um, but on Saturday mornings in Cincinnati at a car dealership, I felt like I was in the boiler room. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it was like, it was like a hype up. Like I felt, I felt like I was getting ready to watch the Buckeyes. <laughs> like, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Gonna sell some cars out there, just getting oh, super hyped. They were just like, "Who's ready to knock some heads off today?" <laughs> Dead serious. Sure, like, yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. Sell I, some cars. Oh, dude. Yeah. <laughs> oh my yeah. God. Yeah. And like my boss was like ex Coast Guard. <laughs> and he, He's really getting in there. Yeah. Yeah. Me and him didn't really get along though. I'd always ask him, be like, "Did you forget your swim trucks today?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I, I tried. Don't get me wrong. I'm a high hype person. Yeah. I'm high energy all the time. Yeah. But but I'm also more of a focus now. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Where can I spend this this energy wisely? Right. And um, I, I, not that I don't miss the car business at yeah. some points, but yeah, it, there there were many times I'd be looking at these people saying. Right, <laughs> you know, right, you know, right. Let me get you into something that you can actually Save afford. Yourself, you know, because yeah. yeah. the, the the line was always, you know, make payments on time every time for the next twenty four to forty eight months. Yeah, and then you come back and I'll help you get into something that you that you actually want to drive. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. And and how often does that happen? Oh, never. Very rarely. <laughs> <laughs> or yeah. <laughs> Very rarely. <laughs> Well, okay, let's get into some other of these uh, real quick here, Chad. What's the motivation for you to speak? Love. Yeah. Self-love? To make, to make a difference. And, you know, it doesn't matter how many people are in the room. I could be speaking to 3,000 people. It's about that one. What's the largest crowd you spoke to? Um, it would be the Safety Congress, but that was via via Teams or Zoom. I can't remember which oh, okay, one. Okay, okay, uh, okay. But, but roughly eighteen hundred people there. Yeah. Um, I I am going to be filming a presentation. You know, I should have had a whole lot of opportunities to film a presentation. Yeah. Just have not had the opportunity to due to COVID and, and crowds. But uh, October tenth, we're going to. Um, I, I believe that it will seat seven hundred or so people in there. I don't want that many because I don't want to have a lot of noise. Yeah. But but um, it's never about how many. I, I don't get. It doesn't matter if there's ten thousand people or two people. Yeah. One of those two people need to hear that message. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I guess that's not the. Uh, that wasn't the drive behind the question. That's okay. The the, I, the drive behind that question is because I have a follow up question for sure. you. Is does. Does speaking in front of that many people does it ever like freak you out a little bit? I mean, or, I mean, like, or, or did you just like come into public speaking like I know, I know, I know what I'm doing? Well, I joined the John Maxwell Company. I'm not sure if you remember who John Maxwell is. But, oh no, we're not. But John Maxwell is a large organization that, that's a speaking, teaching, and coaching. Um, T- uh, teaches you, you go like the courses work. and training, yeah, yeah. and and, and I, I never, really, I did it just to be able to say that hey, I'm a certified John Maxwell speaker. Uh huh. However, I could speak on so many different topics. Yeah. But but my goal was 
to, to use that name to help people say, okay, this guy's legitimate enough for us to bring him into our organization. I don't yeah. think it's done a whole lot. Again, John Maxwell Company is a great organization. Mm-hmm. I've just not really taken advantage of, of what they had to offer. Yeah. Um, I, I, I spoke at a couple of different places. Now, I, I role-played this. I have a couple of wonderful people who allowed me to role-play um, probably 200 times. It doesn't seem like a lot. It's a large amount of times, just over and over and over. Because I want to be the first person in the room to tell you, I'm not the smartest guy in the room. It's not about that. Yeah. You know, right. if you're passionate about what you're doing, you don't have to be the smartest person because what mm-hmm. you do makes a difference. Well, yeah, and then at that point, you, I mean, do you really care what anybody else thinks? I don't. Exactly. I don't. Exactly. Um, after I spoke the first time, I thought it was going to be a one and done. It was a small, small pizza at the pizza station. In, in Shawnee, okay, yeah. so... so um, Familiar with it, right off of Breeze there. Corey said, yeah. hey, Chad, I, I'd like for you to do this, and I'm like, oh, oh, okay. And, like, two days before I was supposed to speak, I'm like, hey, I'm not sure I want to do this. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, and we're just talking a, a, a little diner, right? Mm-hmm. You're just a few tables. I think we put, like, 30, mid-30s on people in the room, yeah. and I am sweating bullets. I got, like, three T-shirts underneath my button-up shirt trying to catch all the sweat <laughs> that's coming off of me. And... I, I spoke in, in Seth's mom was there. Yeah, she's standing in the back of the room the entire time that I'm speaking. I'm, I'm looking at her, thinking, "This is the most am- amazing woman I've ever met in my life." The things that she's endured and still fights every day. Right. You know, I, I couldn't do that. I, I just, I just couldn't. So when, when I got done, I'm like, you know, t- taking my, running my hands through my hair. My hands are covered in sweat, and and I said. People said, hey, how often do you do this? And I said, this is the first and last time. <laughs> and, and she said, Chad, no. Oh, no, you, you can't be done with this. Yeah. She said, this is too powerful. And, I'm, and I guess you go back to that not believing in yourself. I said, really? Yeah. You know? And, and I had no clue. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I spoke one more time. I spoke at, at, well, two gyms here in town. I spoke at the athletic club. And, and it brought quite a few people in. And... Again, I thought nothing of it, you know. And then I had been sick an entire week. I had something that had just destroyed my body. Like everything I put in my mouth was instantly coming right oh, back right. out of me. Yeah, yeah. And been sick all week. It's a Thursday. I finally tell my boss, I'm dead on my feet. I'm going home and I'm going to bed. Right. I'm in bed for three hours. The phone rings. I look down and I'm like, I have no idea who that is. I'm not taking that call. But I never don't answer my phone. Mm-hmm. So right. I answered. I said, I said, hey, Chad, this is so-and-so with Ohio Northern University. Can you come and speak tonight? I'm like, uh, can, I, can, can I call you right back? <laughs> you know, I got up. I'm so dehydrated. I can't, you know, it hurts to stand straight. Yeah. They sent me another text that says, hey, we're willing to pay you. And I threw a dollar amount in there. I'm like, they're, they're, willing, they're willing to pay me. <laughs> I get paid to do this. I was like, okay, a couple of ibuprofen, went and got my hair cut, tried to do some stretches. <laughs> I went in, and to say I knocked it out of the park, not to sound pompous or arrogant in any way, no. to say I knocked it out of the park would be an understatement. Yeah. I had a line of students, probably, I don't want to exaggerate, 15 people deep maybe, that wanted to hug me. That's good. And, and tell me thank you. That's awesome. Yeah. That's when I knew. That you were changing lives. I got yep. something here. Yeah. This is necessary. This yeah. works. Can't stop now. Right? And, and I, I was asked by one of the people there, what do you charge? How often do you want to speak? 
Yeah. I didn't know how to answer either one of those questions. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know what to charge, and I, I don't know how often I want to speak. I, I don't know those answers because I was asked to come here on a whim. Right. I had no. I never thought that Ohio Northern University would be calling me. What, what right. was your? What was your? I mean, and you don't have to use any names. What was? How, how'd you get that gig? Oh, what was your contact? There? Even funnier, right? Yeah. So there was a Facebook post about a doctor that was coming to speak at Ohio Northern University. Well, someone that saw me speak at the gym. Mm-hmm. said, oh, hey, you should have Chad Dunlap come and speak sometime. And I thought, Ohio Northern University, I didn't even finish reading the yeah, statement. Yeah, good right? one, right? They'll never call. <laughs> you know? So, so the doctor wound up being sick. Yeah. And they're scrambling for a speaker. Oh. And they look on Facebook and they say, Boom. actually, I'll mention his name. Justin Courtney said, uh... I'm going to take a chance on this guy. Yeah. And, and, I, and I went and spoke. I'll be speaking there again this month, um, I believe, on the 23rd at 530. Um, have me speak in well, a chapel. Now, which now is, we need to get Justin on the show. Yeah, <laughs> Justin's amazing. You would love Justin Courtney. Justin, I, I, if you get paid for this, you, you better stay in touch with me. So, so they're actually having me speak in a chapel, which is a little different. You know, I've never spoken in a, in, a, in a church before, so I'm going to just check the weather radar before I go. Mm-hmm. Um, just make sure that there's no thunderstorms coming. Um, but, but, no, I'm excited. I'm excited about every opportunity that I yeah. just get to go and speak and share yes. the gift of life. Absolutely. That's cool. I like that. All right. So how many events have you spoken at so far? Less than 20. Less than 20? Yeah. And, and that's simply because of COVID. Yeah. Um, and you've been doing it for two years now? A year um, and a half? I would say we're coming up on two years. Yeah. Okay. What would you What would you say so far has been your your big moment? Would it be that safety congress? I, I would. Say, I would say the safety it, congress like is in great your, in this journey. I guess it, yeah. it, it's it's a good it's it's good you know to to be able to say I spoke at the Ohio Safety Congress, but there is no favorite to me because each one of them takes on a different light. You know. Right. Yeah. It, it, yeah. I love speaking in person because I ask lots of questions. I mean. To me, a speaker isn't somebody who just comes and speaks. Because yeah. how many times have you went and seen a speaker in five minutes in, you're checking your texts, you're checking your emails, and you're like looking at your watches. I can tell you that every presentation that I've done in person, nobody's looking at their phones. That's nobody's good. looking at their watches. That's good. Because I keep them entertained, yeah. but yeah, I'm, I'm asking them lots of questions. Because yeah. Yeah. if you don't participate... You aren't really taking ownership of anything. You're just showing up. And life is so much more than just showing up. I want to add to that for you. Because I I think to say that you keep the audience entertained is not the right wording. I think you you engage them. Captivating. Yes. Okay. I like like both of those (laughs) words. You know, entertained, you're right. But I mean... I, I keep them involved. Yeah, to say you're, to say you're entertaining, I feel like it's almost like you're putting on a show, but it's more than that. Yeah, I don't dance. I'm horrible yeah. at dancing. Yeah, <laughs> and I can't play basketball. Yeah. <laughs> Still, probably both entertaining the watch. Yeah. You are 100 percent correct. You are 100 percent correct. But yeah, each one of them, I would say that become my favorite because yeah. because each one grows. You know it. it I just spoke at a, at a high school here not so long ago, and there was a guidance counselor from another school there. And she's sitting in the front row. She has a mask on, so all I can see is her eyes, and I'm thinking, this lady hates me, right? You know, you try to read body language with these masks on. It's horrible. It's, it's, it's tough. tough. It's oh, like yeah. it's tough you're to trying to read anybody. their body language. And, and it was funny because before the day was up, the school that she represented had me signed up to come and speak twice at their school for one day. They wanted to speak to high school and the middle school. Nice. So nice. I'm telling you. It works. It's not yeah. about me. 
It's about the presentation. It's about the, getting and, the message out there. I'm going to touch on one other thing. And, and Tara Compton, I hope you don't mind me mentioning your name here. I would not be where I'm at at all had it not been for Tara Compton. I don't know if you know who Tara is. Actually, she's an amazing individual. Yeah, actually, Tara um, is she, her words to me um, is what put me where I'm at today. I can say the same thing because I'm good at talking. Yeah. I'm not good at anything else. Yeah. Right? So I said, I, I, I need a presentation. Yeah. She was like, well, what do you want it to say? So yeah. I took a bunch of information and said, here's what I think it should be. <laughs> Two weeks later, I get an email. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. I'm looking at this like, it was like she climbed inside my head and made these slides. Yeah. So... I tweaked a couple of things only because I couldn't say that she took all the credit, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, Tara is an amazing individual. Yeah. There's we, nothing we, we need. There's, we definitely need to get Tara need, on the show. <laughs> not sure she's much of a talker, but yeah. But, but my company, uh, Upshift. It's not about me. Upshift wouldn't be Upshift. Wouldn't be here. Yeah. If it wasn't for Tara, one yeah. when I would would fall flat on my face and say, "Gosh, this is just tough." She's like, "Suck it up." Yeah. You know. You're going to do this. Yeah. I've already put too much time in this, Chad. You're going to do this. <laughs> you know? Right, right. But, but like, that, like that, that sister mentality that just, yeah. just give you that next push. Yeah. That next push. Yep. And, and even funnier, I, I would be, I, again, I role play everything to yeah. make sure that, you know, when it's game day, I'm ready. And it'd be like 1130 at night, and I clicked the wrong button on my slides, and the slide disappeared. And I'm like panicking because I don't know computers, man. I, I, I'm like, I don't know what to do here. So I send her a text. It's like 1130. Right. I get a text two minutes later. Done. I'm like, thank you. Right. <laughs> you right. know. Right. So, yeah. That's cool. If, if I were to give any one person the credit for helping Upshift to be what it is, yeah. it would be Tara Compton. Yeah. She, that's, uh, that's cool. That's, that's a crazy – that's a funny story. Uh, not, your, not that story. It's funny, but it's funny because how it relates to what happened with me basically was I, uh, so I had my filming company, which you know about. Yes. Um, and then when we were in the middle of marketing for it, I sat down with Tara, um, with a group of other people and she came in to freely talk about marketing and how to digital market. And I showed her a lot of what I already had and she just looked at me and she was like, this is good. I was like, yeah, really? She's like, you know what you're doing. I was like, yeah, I can't. I mean, yeah, I know. And she's like, but like, why are you even here? And then that's what sent me into like, well, why don't I just start doing it? And that's when we, Rain's Management Group became what it was. I'm glad you start believing in you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, cool. yeah so like, when, yeah, when, when she told me that or whatever, it was just like, yeah, you're right. You know, I do know what I'm doing. And then, you know what she tells me? Yeah. You're clueless. I'll fix it. <laughs> Completely opposite. Completely opposite. Keep doing what you're doing. Because honesty I got is the you. key. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's hilarious. I, okay, so I have another question for you. Uh, based on based on the uh, public speaking, though, do you ever? Um, does it ever go further than the the uh, speaking? Does it ever? Do you ever get people that? call you or people that very often people that are waiting for you after those after those conferences every and, time and just want a one-on-one every with you. time and i'm also on the board of mental health recovery services for allen all glaze in hardin county yeah um cool. I, I was asked to be on that board um not, not that i'm anything special on that board but it allows me avenues that when somebody says hey i need help i'm, I'm gonna yeah. be the first one to say i'm not the guy 
Yeah. I can't yeah. solve your problems. I can't really fix your problems. Yeah. It's my job to say, hey, you know what? I'm not the one, but I know somebody. Yeah, yeah. Come with me. Yeah. I, I, you Middle know, man. Because Get it going. The, the key, one of the things that you don't want anyone to do is to have idle time when they're struggling. In the presentation, I say stay busy. And I actually have uh, Day and Hale, I'll throw another name out there, who's role-played my presentation with me probably 200 times. Matter of fact, if I miss something, he'll say, hey, you missed this, because he knows it so well. <laughs> but, but Dan will say, I, and I'll say it a little better than Dan does, but he says, idle thoughts are crappy thoughts. Because when we're left to our own devices, our minds travel to the deepest, darkest of waters. That's true. Right? So if you know someone who's struggling, Gosh. don't leave them alone. Right? Yeah. Stay yeah. with them. Talk with them until you can get them to the right people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. It's interesting. Stay busy. That, yeah, yeah. Definitely keep them yeah. the mind wandering. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, did you feel like in working your previous jobs that you were just meant for more? Absolutely. Every day. So, so when it came down to it, when it came to start public speaking, was it just like a no-brainer then? Um, no, I still, I, there are still times I think my, my wife will watch me and, and it, like I have a presentation uh, coming up on, on Wednesday, uh, two of them, and she's like, Chad, you've done this 200 times. Yeah. Why are you sitting here questioning yourself? Yeah. It, it, and, and honestly... It goes back to you're worthless. You'll never mount anything. You should have died in that wreck with your mother. It, you know we are we are the things that are said and done to us at such young ages mm-hmm. carry into our sometimes our entire lives. Yeah. You know life the, the battles that are set before us as children become stumbling blocks through our entire adult life if we allow them to. Right. Yeah. So so I fight that. I I, I fight it and, and I win every time. Right. You know. But but I'm not going to say that it's there, there's not battle scars that come with it. Right. So. Yeah. I think every time before a presentation is this good stuff. Yeah, you know, yeah. I've been told a hundred times, and I don't need that recognition. I just need to do it. There's yeah. sometimes in life, guys, that you just need to do it. Right. Because so many of us live a life, and I speak on fear. Because let, let's talk on fear, okay? And I don't mean to keep taking over here. Please don't let me do that. You're good. Go You're ahead, good. Man. I speak on fear, okay? Now every guy that I've ever spoke on, when fear comes up, I see their chest puff out a little bit. I'm not afraid of anything, right? There's nothing I'm afraid of. Mm -hmm. But let's look at what fear really is in our lives. Yeah. Fear is doubt. Yeah. I'm not afraid of the boogeyman in my bed. I'm not afraid of the guy on the other side of my front door. Adam still is. Well, but that's Adam. (laughs) That's why I have my nightlight. That's Adam. I'm here for you, baby. (laughs) But it's doubt. You know, I mean, think think about it. When, when When you're in a job and you see an advancement come up and you think, I'm probably not good enough for that. Nobody sees you being scared, right? But you limit yourself through our doubts, yeah. Right? Uh, you know, I, she's very attractive. I'm single. She's single, but I'm probably not good enough for her. So we choose to do nothing. What I tell people to do is go one step further. If we're already into doubting things, yeah. Why don't we doubt the doubt? Yeah. Go take that question one step further and saying. I'm not good enough for her. I probably wouldn't be the right one. Why wouldn't I be? Yeah. Now, when I ask it that way, now I see what's in front of me that I have to achieve. Why am I not good enough for that job? Well, I would have to do this, 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 and this. Yeah. Now I know what I need to do to achieve that goal. Instead of just accepting our doubts, living an empty life of nothingness. Mm -hmm. Right. Right? Doubt the doubt. It's one extra question. It is. Instead of settling 
for whatever it is that you've assumed is going to happen, ask one more question. Yeah. What do I need to do? Why wouldn't I be good enough for that position, for that, for that relationship, for that anything? Now, do we succeed every time? No, if life were that easy, we would all be rich, right? <laughs> I did it. What'd you do? Showed up. Showed up. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Right. High five, Adam. You know? Yeah. We don't win every time. No. But we fight every time. You have to. Every time. Have you know why? Because it's worth it. Yep. Yeah. And you're worth it. I think Sorry. I think your I think your message is incredible, Chad. It is. Thank you. I think really well, I think I think how you've grown your business, um, and I think how you have um, really taken taken what you've experienced and turned it into life changing um, scenarios for other people. I think yeah. is incredible. That's great. Thank man. you. I really do. But it's not about me. No, but I'm proud of you, though. Thank you. I, I don't know if that means much to you at all, but I but I am. But <laughs> oh, it's like me write that in my book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> thank you so much. I appreciate. I, I do have another question for yes. you though. Uh, this because so, this is something that uh, we ask a lot of a lot of people that come on the show okay. is, and for you though it's going to be a lot different because we we've had, sorry, Chad, younger people on here <laughs> that aren't grandpas. But <laughs> that hurts my feelings. Yeah, I'm kidding. I'm kidding, but. No, um, <laughs> but no. So when when you decided to take this route, what was that conversation like with your wife? Was that, was, I mean, was that a hard conversation? Um, no. Yeah. I, I, again, I I am I am blessed. She says, "Whatever you want to do, yeah, just do it. Yeah, whatever you. I, I don't care what you want to do. Yeah, just go do something. Right? You know, yeah. we are we are polar opposites. I've been married." Almost 26 years. Congratulations. Um, we knew each other a month and a half. So we met February 12th. You got married after a month and a half? February 12th, we met <laughs> April 20. Don't get me wrong. Dylan's Okay, April 12th. Married. Yeah, we, we were less than 45 days that we were married. Wow. So That's um, insane. Been married 20, almost 26 years. And and I think it's just You felt because, hard, dude. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm highly blessed because she has the patience of Job. Everybody know what Job, who Job is? Okay. Okay. She I did not know Job. What's Job? Job. Well, let me get the Bible out there. <laughs> but she has lots of patience. I was thinking Jobin, like from the from the movie I Love You, Man. <laughs> See you, Jobin. <laughs> Completely different person. One's about 2,000 years older. Maybe. Give or take. I don't have the calculator. But, but yeah, she... She has lots of patience, um, and yeah. and it's necessary because I'm a very complex person, right? Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm I'm all over the place. I consider myself a soup sandwich, yeah. you know, and 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 I that's where the gift is, right? Yeah. The gift isn't being a robot just going through life. The gift is being whatever that day right. is. You know, I ask, what's the most important moment in your life, guys? Let me ask you, what's the most important moment in your life? Having my kids. That's a great memory. That's correct. Right. I'd say all my are usually with like my family. You know, I get to be real cocky here. The greatest moment in your life is this one. Oh yeah. yeah. Why is that? Because we're here. It's, it's the only one I have any control over, yeah. right? You only got one. I, I'm blessed with amazing Yolo. memories, and I hope for for great things in the future. Yeah. But the most important moment in my life is the one where I can make change. Yeah. This is the only one that I can make any change in. Only one I have any control over. I'm not guaranteed tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I'm guaranteed right now. So you know what that says about you two? You're pretty special. You're the most important moment in my life right now. That's right. Awesome, man. You're honored, man. I can tell you. You just started glowing. And don't forget it, Chad. Yeah. <laughs> kind of a big deal. 
So, and, and the reason I asked that question, and like I said, um, you know, with Rebecca on our previous show and with Diamond on our next show, Diamond has, I want to say she has like five kids. Wow. But, you know, everybody else though has, has younger kids so far um, that we're going to have on the show. And, you're, and your kids are actually out of school. So growing up and going. Yeah. So for you, I mean, you know, it's it's a different it's a different um look at how that family life settled into your new beginnings. Correct. Correct. So, I had to work life in reverse, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I was a barely graduated high school, started off in a factory where I got my finger cut off. You know, I, I was I was working seven days a week, eight hours a day, making eight dollars an hour, right? Yeah. Our combined household income was twenty six thousand dollars. Hold on a second. Hold your finger up again. How'd you so how'd you do that? <laughs> so my second day on the job, I was running a running a, a robotic welder, pneumatic yeah. fixtures. Yeah. I think that's what they called them. And so while you're welding on one side or while you're putting all the, the pieces into the pneumatic fixture on one side, the other side is robotic arm. You know, it's welding. How, and, how old were you at this time? Oh, I was 20. We'll say 21. Okay. 21. So you're fairly young. Still you're a young, kid. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm still a kid, but I was yeah. a very young kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At, at 21. <laughs> and I, I, the buttons to close the pneumatic fixtures are both at your waist. Two buttons, you know, for safety. Well, I leaned back into this machine. My waist hit both of those buttons while my hand was down in this oh, machine, no. and I heard you hear it's a, it's a, it's a, when I hear that now it goes, you know, when the machine closed up, and I instantly yank my hand out, and my glove stays there, and I'm like, just felt like a little pinch. I'm shaking my oh hand, my gosh, and I can feel blood spraying all over my neck when I'm shaking my hand. I'm like, oh, this can't be man. good. You know, so I looked down and I pulled it out quick enough to where the old all the bone was still there. It's just all the meat and fingernail were still in the were still in the. Um, in the pneumatic fixture. So yeah. I wrap my finger in my shirt, right? Funny story. I walk into my boss and I'm like, hey, I got a problem. You know, I don't want to stick this bone right in his face. And he says, Chad, I'm busy. What is it? I was like, you asked for it, pal. I stuck that bone right in his face. He's like, oh my God, yo, he's going to throw up. So they take me to the hospital. I'm sitting in the emergency room and I am hungry, right? Just bones hanging out on my finger. I told my girlfriend, go get me a Pepsi and some M&Ms. I'm hungry. So I'm eating, you know, sucking this whole bag of M&Ms down. The doctor walks in and I can't tell you what he says. I'll abbreviate. He goes, what the F are you doing? Yeah. Eating, I'm hungry. He was like, "You got food in your stomach." Now I can't have surgery. Oh. <laughs> so they wrapped this finger. It looked like a huge Q-tip. <laughs> I mean, because they didn't want that bone to get infected. Yeah. So they wrapped it huge, and I and I had to go home and sleep for the night. He's and then saying, on the way to the hospital, doing? surgery is at six o'clock. My girlfriend takes us by McDonald's and eats McDonald's in front of me. I never liked her. I never liked her. <laughs> but yeah, they, they they sewed it back on and or sewed it back shut and. Um, from that day forward, I've been Mr. Nubby. You know, I mean, it's just That's a, crazy. It's fantastic. It's my it pointer. Is. I am a left-handed, so it still gets. It's it's crazy. I used to know how to type somewhat, but when you lose one finger, everything gets stupid. I I, I can no longer you know ASDF JKL semicolon, yeah. but this finger's like, hey, I'm out. So when when, when, you, when you do this, <laughs> I thought you were gonna tell us like <laughs> like every time I type words now, I'm always missing a letter. No, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> <laughs> it's ASDF. It's ASD. I have ASD. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. All right. Hey, let's get into Adam's favorite part of the show now. Dun, dun, dun. Would you rather? Oh, boy. I like these. We didn't, <laughs> we didn't role play for these guys. I'm a little nervous. <laughs> we didn't role play for any of this. What am I talking about? Save it for the end. <laughs> All right. You ready for the first one? Let's do it. Would you rather eat dog food for a week or the hottest peppers for a whole day? You're asking me or Adam? 
We'll go to Adam first and then go to you. Oh, me first? Yep. I'm going dog food. Dog food. Dog food. Dog Both food. dog food? Why? I've eaten dog food. It's not so bad, man. It's got all the nutrients. <laughs> it's got all the nutrients. It's good for my dog. It's good for me. <laughs> yeah. you know? You know, I'm I mean, not going to be eating hot dump stuff. Dump a little water in it. I mean, can I put anything else in the dog food for seasoning? Sure, sure. sure. All, all day long. All day long. I'll make a protein shake. So out. you're not a pepper fan then? No. No. There's nothing that's going to mask that pepper I, stuff. I, I like to breathe out of one end. <laughs> my, my, my stomach's just not. I mean, I, I've got friends, guys at work. Man, these guys are eating hot stuff, and I'm thinking. But it's, but it's one day. It's over. It's over after 24 hours. What's the most important moment in your life? <laughs> <laughs> this one, baby. No torture. Oh man, yeah. I'm not. No That's a good one. Me. That's a good one. Yeah. No That's funny. that. Dog food. All righty. Would you rather? And we might need Adam to clarify this one up for oh, us, okay? Because I don't know anything about Marvel. Oh, okay, awesome. But he is an expert. Uh, yes, I am. Almost like almost like Big Bang Theory type of expert. Let's on do it. it. So, would you rather team up with Wonder Woman or Captain Marvel, and why? Wonder Woman or Captain Marvel? Yeah. First, Adam, can you explain to us the differences between Wonder Woman and Captain Marvel? Uh, Captain Marvel has super abilities where she can. Basically, just fly anywhere in the absolute universe. So I'm going with her first of all. <laughs> um, this cosmic powers yeah. just basically just shoot energy, fly anywhere, almost like Superman. You know, you can just breathe in space. One woman's just like part god, but she's just like super strong and has like a lasso and stuff. So <laughs> kind of into this. No, I mean, they're both good. They're both great. Adam, how old are you? Thirty-three. Thirty-three. So I'm a little bit older than you. Mm-hmm. Captain Marvel wasn't around when I was a kid. Wonder yeah. Woman was. Yeah, yeah, Captain Marvel was a fairly new. Wonder Woman one. was around, yeah. Yeah. and I'm telling you, <laughs> oh, the old Wonder Woman. Who, who was the actress that played her? Uh, Gal Gadot. There you go. Yeah. Well, in the newer movies, the older. No, no, no stuff. I'm talking about the old, the uh, old. Uh, I don't know. I can't think of her name. It wasn't Farrah Fawcett, was it? <laughs> no, but I wish it was. Yeah. <laughs> Dang it! She is in my mind now. <laughs> she was wonder. <laughs> she was a wonder <laughs> and a woman. <laughs> See, I would, I would have to say Wonder Woman for me, yeah. and it's just because I have no idea who this other yeah, person, up other person right. is. Yeah. Right. And um, well, Captain Marvel in the comic books. Correct me if I'm wrong, Adam. But wasn't it a guy? Yeah, I believe they switched it up a little bit too. So it's, the newer movies, so many is a, different, is a um, yeah. different Captain and Miss Marvel, and yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who knows? So, Wonder Woman, so Wonder Woman for Chad. What are you saying? I'm gonna go with with Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel, mm-hmm. or Miss right. Marvel, whatever, whatever the one we picked is that I'm yeah, yeah. <laughs> that I'm thinking of. All right, That's sounds good. <laughs> Would you rather be always underdressed or always overdressed? Underdressed. Yep, I'm going underdressed too. So you're like you're going to funerals in like flip flops and, and like swim and like swimsuit. Yep, better than going in a, tux- <laughs> better than going in a tuxedo, I guess. But my goal is to always mirror who I'm with, right? right? Yeah, you know, yeah. And, yeah. And, and I, I, I live in Wapakoneta, right? right. You know, I, I don't live in Manhattan, right? And, and I, I try. I, I'm never above anyone. Yeah, yeah. And I'm never below anyone, right? But anyone that wants to judge me by where I live, what I drive, or what I wear, aren't the people that I want to be with, anyways. Very true. So um, very true. I, I, I'll go with underdressed. Yep. Underdressed. Same I would have to say underdressed as well. But, but my goal is to mirror whoever I'm with. So yeah. you know, depending on where I'm going is is what I'm wearing. But, but if <laughs> yeah. it's a choice, either or the entire life. So, I'm so before Chad goes anywhere, he's always calling the people that he's going with. What, are you, what are you wearing? I'm, I'm, <laughs> where are we going? Where are we yeah, going? Well, you know, I, I always try to investigate who I'm going to see. You know, with with uh, as much yeah, technology sure. that's out there nowadays, oh, yeah, guys, yeah. you can have a pretty good idea of who you're going to be going and talking with. Yeah. Absolutely. And have I flopped? 
majorly, <laughs> <laughs> horribly. Oh, no. But you know what? Life has a plan, and it always works out. Yep, that's right. Yep. That's right. Absolutely. All right. Would you rather have bo and not smell it ever, or always smell bo on everyone else? Well, that's tough. <laughs> Ooh. Um. I want everyone else to have bo. <laughs> and you want to smell it? Yep. Whew. Man, I that's mean, tough. That's yeah. tough. I'm walking. <laughs> you're telling me if I walked in right now and you guys are like, hey, Adam. <laughs> no. You know, I, it depends on who I'm around. I mean, if I'm just around you guys, I want to stink, right? Like, gotcha. Yeah, you know? right, right. But, but, but I mean, that, that Somewhere is Somewhere else, I know that, you're the tough. one stinking. But, but are, are we saying everyone stinks all the time? Yeah, yeah. Everybody Ooh. else has No, I don't want to smell. You. Yeah. I don't, it's kind of about me. I'm self centered, guys. Yeah, yeah. You know? Exactly. Else smell yours. I, it's a big, you know, hey, that's what I would be. Get used to it. I'm kind of a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would literally be like, yeah, uh, screw everybody else. <laughs> you already know I'm in the room, baby. <laughs> yeah. Smell, smell you later. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I'm about to switch. No, I'm gonna, <laughs> no, I'm gonna stick with everybody else. I'm gonna smell everybody else's, but I like yours. So oh man, oh man, that was good. That was good. Okay, so have you guys seen the movie The Hangover? Yeah, two hundred times maybe. Two hundred <laughs> bits and pieces. If you were a character in The Hangover, which character would you be? Mike Tyson every time. <laughs> Mike Tyson. <laughs> that's a, that's a good character. He to be. was a character. That's good. Uh, Let's. What if you had to be one of the one of the guys? One of the main guys. Oh, the three, the f- three or four fellows. Yeah, oh, man, I'm horrible with their four. names, though. Yeah. Um, oh, man, you get the three main guys going to try to save and so find had, the had, one guy on the roof. So you had the ba- you had the bachelor. You had don't want to be him. Yeah, no. you had the. Um, should we include uh, what's his name the the Asian guy? Should we include him? Yeah, what's his name? I want to be that guy. Yeah, because <laughs> I mean he's in every movie with yeah, them. Absolutely. Yeah, I was trying to think what his name. Is. And then he's there's Zach Galifianakis. Yeah, who was the he was the beard guy? That would probably be me. Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper. Who's cool? I mean, I think yeah. he's a good. He's, he's yeah. a great actor. Then you had Ed Helms. Ed Helms. But but he had the dentist. Didn't Brad Brad Cooper have relationship issues? And I don't want I don't want any of those relationships. It was more Ed Helms. Yeah, he's that, one was, that, that was Ed Helms. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, you know what? I could I could be Bradley Cooper in that, but I, but yeah. I think I'd rather be. And I'm not going to identify him quite as you did. But but what? what <laughs> <laughs> you got to be so careful nowadays. It's a podcast. Yeah, you know? we can say whatever we want here. <laughs> you know, but but I mean, he, he gets out. He yeah. jumps on a guy. Of Asian descent. Climbs, I don't, I don't, <laughs> climbs out of a trunk. Yeah. You know, naked. Yeah. Rap, yeah. You know, just kicks a guy. And, yeah, he used to be a doctor. He's, he's, Do you know that? He he. He, he's probably still a doctor. He's just making a lot more money. Right. Yeah. right, right. right. If, if I had to choose the stressful life of a doctor yeah. or, or be an actor, yeah. uh, let me see. I'll get back with you. I'm 100% positive. He did a stand-up comedy show that was uh, special on Netflix. Yeah, it was awesome. It was really good. He, the only thing, if I was married to my wife, I couldn't be in because the amount of vulgarity that comes out of his mouth. <laughs> And, and I think it's hilarious, but yeah. my wife just rolls her eyes and tells me how stupid I am. <laughs> and and I, yeah, yeah. It'd be one more reason. Yeah. yeah. So, so so I'll go with Bradley Cooper. On there that. you go. What about you, Adam? I'm going Zach. Yeah. It just seems too practical and easy for me. Yeah. <laughs> just live my life and just be myself, man. Yeah. I like get it. Much easier than I that. I like it. I like yeah. it. And he actually does have a um, roofies satchel. <laughs> 
I didn't know it at the time. I didn't know it. Well, what is Rufalin? I keep waking up. I'm like, are these roofies? Well, let me try it. Just try it. He just wake wakes up, up every day. It's always new. Try it again. You roofied me. Okay, next one. If you had to choose an Adam Sandler movie to be your life, which Adam Sandler Ooh. movie are you choosing? Ooh. I like that. Uh, hmm. That's a great question. Top of my head, I'm, I'm, going, I'm going Happy Gilmore. Yeah? Yep. Yeah. I mean, go- golfing all the time is not a bad uh, thing. sounds great. Yeah, it sounds great. Sounds what? great. Or Billy Madison. Bill, Billy Madison. Yeah, yeah. Billy that's Madison. a good one. I feel like Billy Madison fits you, Chad. He's rich. Get a rich daddy. He's <laughs> going rich to school. Daddy. <laughs> not, 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 not so much that, but he gets a do over, right? Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely you know, right. I mean, he gets to go back to first grade and flirt with his third grade or fourth grade teacher. Really? That'd be awesome. You know, third grade. <laughs> you, know, you, you get a chance to, to redo it all over yeah, again. That you know? would be pretty cool. And, and, and how, how cool would it be? It's snack packs. I mean, who doesn't love snack yeah. packs? Yeah. Right? His maid loved his snack packs. Yeah. I mean, so that's, that's I think that's it for me. Billy, Billy Madison. That's a good one. All right, guys. <clears throat> that does it for the Would You Rathers. And we had those two random questions at the end there. That was fun, though. Those are awesome. Now we got some rapid-fire questions for Chad here. This okay. is a new segment that Adam came up with. Okay. So, now, a couple of these are the same from last week, but we uh, changed about five of them around. So. Should have watched last week's. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Are you ready? Yes. First thing that comes to mind, all right? Okay. You're on an island. Okay. You get one snack. What is it? One, one snack. Um, protein shakes. Oh, okay. Ooh, I've got to stay healthy. I, who knows yeah. what else is on this island? I got to stay strong, guys. That's true. true. Very true. That's very true. true. Yeah, there's no protein on this. Island. Just plants. <laughs> plant plant based plant, protein. Plant based. Yeah, I was about to say. I went combos. Complete <laughs> 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 the opposite. Doritos, man, all day long. <laughs> I have a pot belly. My arms will be this big around. You know, I, you know what? I never answer. I'm going to do. I'm going to answer these questions with you, Chad, because I have yet to answer the rapid fire questions. Okay. So I'm going to answer these with you. Uh, so, and Adam, you, you jump in too, but you already yeah, said combos. combos for you on this one. So for me, a snack on an island, I would go with... Just one. Brownies. Brownies? <laughs> brownies. Brownies. Yeah. I like yeah. brownies. Yeah. Like the cosmic brownies? I'm just a fan of brownies, dude. But, but don't they get too sweet to some point? You're like, okay, I'm sick of eating this. I don't. My like, teeth are going to ride out of my head. And then I'll you don't think they're too rich? Like, how are you going to drink they are salt water my, on an they island? They are exactly. my they're my kryptonite. There's coconuts. There's milk out there. <laughs> That's true. That's true. He's going to find some sort of animal he can milk on the island. <laughs> so we got brownies, combos. <laughs> Protein shakes. <laughs> I think we had a good combination. I think so too. We got half the Gilligan we're, crew right exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. <laughs> Favorite beverage? You first, Chad. A- adult beverage? Any type of beverage. Um, favorite beverage? Um, chocolate milk. Chocolate milk. Oh, that's going to be mine. Yoo-hoo or Code Red Mountain Dew? <laughs> yeah? yeah. I love Yoo-hoo. I'm going to go with milk. I'm a milk fan. So we're all milk. So, so I'm, I'm, I'm digging milk. Yeah. Okay, we, we, yeah. We're good then. Next one is, what is your favorite day of the week? Friday. Friday. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's the most rewarding because you know that you've given it all you've got. Yeah. You're the end of the day. You're going to have two days that'll go extremely fast, but you're going to have as much fun as you possibly can. Yeah. It, it'll. You know, I wish every day was Friday. Yeah. My day is Sunday. Why is Sunday? Because that's my wind down day. Okay. Your football and drink. 
No, just mainly football. No, not mainly football. No, Sunday is the day that I get to be with my family all day. That's nice. Because, because That's honestly, nice. because we're, I, you, and you know this, Adam, mm-hmm. I, you may not chat, but I'll, I work a lot on the weekend sometimes, yeah. Yeah. especially with filming weddings. Mm-hmm. We're busy. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, Sunday, when Sunday comes around, that's all I got with my kids. Very cool. So, Very unfortunately, cool. this past Sunday, I actually had to work. But. <laughs> you guys, it's, it's me, I'm sorry. Oh, you're, you're good, you're good. Mine's Friday as well, though, too. Yeah. I, I feel the same way. As soon as you get the Friday, you're like, okay, we made it. Let's, yeah, uh, let's we made it. <laughs> Thank God. TJIF. All right, next one. Who is your inspiration and why? Who is my inspiration? That's, uh, wow. Um... A little more profound question. Uh, yeah, I, I would, I would say my mother. You know, I mean, granted, I've, I only knew her until I was four years old. Yeah. But um, everything that I was was told about her, I mean, she, I always like to think that she's looking down. Yeah. You know, and and I always wanted to be proud of me. You know, both my parents, all of my parents have 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 now, you know, passed away. My, my stepmother did wind up taking her own life. I don't, we didn't really get to that point. Right. But a couple of years ago, on my son's birthday, she, she quit fighting. Hmm. Um, but yeah, my, my, my mother, because, you know, she's, she's always with me, Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I carry her with me and, and, and I talk to her, you know, people are like, yeah. oh, you, you can't, the deceased can't hear you. How do you know? You know, how, how do you know yeah. how to answer that question? So yeah, my, my mother inspires me to, to be the best that I could be. She didn't get the opportunity. So I try to live enough life for both of us. That's, That's awesome. Cool. Yeah. I like that. That's awesome. Good deal. What about you, Adam? Uh, my dad. Yeah. Yeah. Just a great guy. I feel like the guy I came, you know, who yeah. I am today is I really lo- learned a lot from him. And he's just a real stand-up, nice guy. I mean, you know him really yeah. well. He's yeah. super cool. Yeah. So I just try to, yeah. if I can be as half as him, you know. And he was next cop. Yeah. He had to deal with a lot. Yeah. Had yeah. to deal with a lot. Police officer for 28 years. Wow. So Tell yeah. me. He, thanks. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. He uh, made it this far. So, I mean, yeah. thank goodness he's retired <laughs> he's now. In, yeah, he's enjoying the retirement life now. <laughs> living it up. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, definitely definitely my dad. Yeah. Well. Off the record, Treg already told me that I was his inspiration. In <laughs> <laughs> Next question. <clears throat> I was singing the Eagle song on the way in. <laughs> <laughs> You're the meaning in I was like, it's okay, just let it sit, just sit back. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> That's good though. Uh, my inspiration would it, it? It's I think it's a I think it's a shared inspiration. My kids are my inspiration for one. Very cool. Um, because my expectations for them are really high, and the fact that my expectations for myself are really high for them. So they're my inspiration. They're the reason why I get up in the morning. They're the Very reason cool. why I do what I do. Um, <clears throat> and my wife. And then my dad and my mother both would be my inspiration on the other end just because I've seen, and Adam knows this, I had a pretty strict bringing up. I was the oldest. Um, <clears throat> and there was, I, I feel like there was a lot that was put on me, but I feel like that's what's made me who I am today. I'm very bullheaded. I'm very stubborn, but I get shit done. Yeah. So I think that's that that has molded me into what I am today as a business owner. Very cool. So excellent. That those that that's my answer there for that one. Oh, as a hero or inspiration? Yeah. 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 My hero is my dad. Inspiration, mom and dad. Won't yeah. forget you, mom. Love you. <laughs> yeah, sneak that one. Back there, up me? here. <laughs> Back I'm up. sorry, mama. I'm sorry, mama. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last song you listen to. 
last song I listened to, <laughs> um, uh, let me see here. I just listened to it driving here. It was Def Leppard. Um, uh, pour some sugar on me. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Nice little wake up tune. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what did we listen to on the way over here? We didn't. We didn't. You guys just held hands. <laughs> <laughs> Had to get ready. Had to get our minds ready for the podcast. A little hand holding. That's little, how we do it. Yeah, a little hand hold pregame. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Don't forget, yeah. we skipped out the door, too. Yep. <laughs> Something about Debbie Gibson. I, I, I think that no, but in all seriousness, I think the song that we listened to on the way here was a George Michael song. So. <laughs> <laughs> little faith father figure <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't, I don't know what we, we're listening to we'll wake me up before you go <laughs> I think it was I guess you guys would, have, would both have the same answer then yeah, I, I really can't remember what we're listening to. Uh, la- actually, the last song I listened to would have been last night while I was working, and it was um, it was a country song, but I can't remember the name of it. I don't know. I can't remember it. The only and no rhymes. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I want to say it was Lee 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 Bar- Bryce or Lee Bice. I can't remember. Bryce. Yeah, Lee Bryce. Okay. If I can think of anything from Electric Circus, the last song I heard of them before I left was No More Tears by Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Good song. Good nice. My ears are literally still ringing now. <laughs> like, just thinking, just to save us the tears. Uh, yeah. Hurts. All right. Favorite cake flavor? Um, chocolate. With chuck, triple chocolate. Triple chocolate. Yeah, yeah. Load Lord. me up. I did, say, I did actually answer this one last week. And we'll it put was, some vanilla ice cream in there. It was red velvet. Like mix it all up. Just mix it all together. It, just, it looks like it's, you've already eaten it. And yeah. that's when I want to eat it. Chocolate mountain. The, the, the yeah. mountain chocolate with a bunch of ice, vanilla yeah. ice cream. And just stir it all up until it's a big paste. And then just drink it down. Oh. Drink it down. <laughs> Turn into a protein. That's Gold. right. Go. Go. <laughs> about you, Adam? Mint chocolate chip. Mint chocolate chip. Ice cake, cream. Cake flavor? Yeah, I mean, if they got one, cool. I'll oh, like, a, like ice, ice cream, cream cake. cake. Uh, yeah. yeah. Does that count? Dairy oh, absolutely. Queen. Oh, absolutely Queen all day long. For Mint chocolate chip ice cream. Nice. Nice. I like it. Okay. Favorite breakfast meat? Bacon. Bacon? With more bacon. Bacon. Bacon? Yep. I'm going to surprise you both right now. You ready for this? Canadian bacon? No. Hot dogs. You're disgusting. So... Here, here's here's the reason behind it. hot dogs. <laughs> That's a breakfast meat. It is. It is. It is. Could have uh, said bologna. <laughs> Would have been more surprising. <laughs> hot dogs. Oh my god. I want to tell you why. So when I grew up, okay, as I was growing up, when I was a kid. I would I would always go over to my uh, my dad's uh, mom and dad's house. My, okay. my grandparents. Okay, and they are very uh, southern ways. Sure. So, but they, uh, my, bre- my breakfast every morning, uh, probably until I was 10, 11, 12 years old, because I stayed with them almost every day mm-hmm. throughout the summer and stuff, as my, I was, that was my babysitter throughout the day, um, was eggs, biscuits, and fried hot dogs. So not only was Oscar Meyer having the first name, it was his first meal. <laughs> <laughs> 
What a great day yeah. to start the day. So, and he, and they, how, how they would make them, what they, they would, uh, my grandpa would cut them up. It's hot dogs. There's about Dude. two ways to make them. Oh, it was, it was, they're so good, though. They're so good. And I, I would still make I need this recipe. I, I made it once for my wife, and she was just like, oh, she's like, I'm. God. I'm really surprised those taste like that. I was like, I was like, I told you, I told you. Oh, <laughs> so, but how he would make them? He would just, you know, he'd throw some butter in a in a skillet, sure. and he would slice them in half, and then slice them long ways. So four you'd minutes. have four, like almost four Quarters. mini, yeah, mini sausages or whatever. But it was hot dogs. That's awesome. And then you'd fry them up. Interesting. The only yeah. time I remember having hot dogs for breakfast was high school with the yeah. cheesy weenie bagels. Yeah, and they were and they were hung over, and they were yeah, really, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they were really good too with like um like with biscuits and gravy. You can mix those in on it because it just adds to the sausage. I mean, I've had them, but never for breakfast like that. Oh, really, that sounds amazing. Never More cheesy weenie bagels, and gravy. sausage gravy, and hot dogs is on the menu today. Ladies yeah, and <laughs> yeah. Grab your juice. <laughs> the soup du jour. Hot dogs. Yeah. <laughs> I knew you guys would find that so That's, weird. I, I've never breakfast meat. Yeah. Hot dogs. Okay, so Oscar Mayer. I just came up with a new question, real quick. Okay. What is the weirdest food that you feel like other people would think is weird that you eat? Other than the dog food we answered in the beginning, <laughs> hey, it's kind of hard to top dog food. Um, yeah. Weirdest food that I eat. Like you hear people eat like peanut butter and mayonnaise together. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I don't. My I don't. girlfriend likes to eat broccoli with mayonnaise, like like steamed broccoli with mayonnaise on it. That's weird. And I'm the weirdo for eating uh, apples with peanut butter. Well, that's not she bad. says that's not bad at all. Apple yeah. peanut butter is delicious. Yeah, that's good. But I'm the weird one saying, "Ew, broccoli really, and mayonnaise." I don't really eat anything weird per se. I mean, I I tell you something. The most disgusting thing that I ever did, as far as you know, I, I had a protein shake and it was like a cappuccino flavored protein. Yeah. Hmm. I thought, you know what? Why wouldn't this be heated up? It's cappuccino flavored. Right. As soon as it hits like 96 degrees, it tastes like you're drinking vomit. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm trying to suck this down because. Oh I'm, my god! My, my dad used to say that I'm that I'm, I'm a tightwad. He, my dad's phrase was, "Son, you're tighter than a bull's ass in fly season." <laughs> so you know, what I, mean? I paid for this protein. Yeah. I'm gonna drink it. Oh. It was the worst. The worst. Don't ever heat a protein shake up. It's designed to be cold. They say oh, cold. They say cold awful. water or or milk for a reason. You heat that stuff up. And it, it literally sounds just, like a Harry Potter like, jelly bean. I'm like, <laughs> oh. and, and I drank it because I had to because I wasn't going to waste a protein shake. Oh, so you think cappuccino should be warm? It should have so been I, delicious. I get it. it was disgusting. Oh. But you chucked the whole thing down? Absolutely. Oh, I man. paid for it. What a beast. I paid for this. <laughs> I paid my money. I'm right. not going no to waste. No way, bro. Ain't no way. If something tastes like gross, I'm, I'm out. Yeah. I'm out. I'm like, why? I have a choice right now, and that's going in the trash. <laughs> oh, and, and by the way, I hate mushrooms. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't stand mushrooms. I don't shrooms? I, must, I can't. I can't stand them. Like if, yeah. if you boil them, I'm gonna get sick. I have to leave. I have to leave the house for like six really? days because that smell lingers. So and, you don't and, like. So you don't like like sautéed portobello mushrooms on a steak. It's disgusting. Oh, the only mushrooms I like is when we get those stuffed mushrooms, you, and that's about it. I might yeah. be that's happier to go me, outside yeah. and eat a slug off the sidewalk. <laughs> Literally, just the. <laughs> smell of that. I'm like, I'll be in a restaurant and I'll look over and, and I, I just don't want to look at them because I know that they're eating mushrooms and as soon as that, they're fried mushrooms I was just at, at Al's Woody's the other day, and great food but as soon as I saw the crust come off of it, I just saw that wet Sucking. Like, I just wanted to die. Oh, you know, I, I position, I moved my chair so I didn't have to look at those. People. What are you doing to yourself? Anyhow. 
So you don't you don't have like a weird combination though that you eat that other people are like what what are you doing? I I, I eat meat. Yeah. Like, like, he's like, he's I, like no, I just put on I, war paint I, and I, go I, to town. <laughs> no, I, I don't. I don't really need any other sides. Yeah. yeah. Right. You yeah. know. I mean, just feed me meat. Yeah. I, I just recently bought a a, a smoker and a, like every weekend. What kind of smoker you got? Uh, a Rectech. Oh, okay, that's the one with the bullhorns on it. Right? It is, yeah, yeah. it's really cool. Yeah. Really, yeah. and, and it, I tell you what, holds this temp. Yeah, you know, I was looking at lots of different, lots of different uh, smokers. A, yeah, I have a Green Mountain, and uh, I've I've heard it was one of the others that were suggested yeah. to me. I, in 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 another job that I have, I I, I am a business development manager for Frost Roofing here in Walpacadetta, and my boss uh, has like multiple Rectech smokers. He's like, Chad, you need it for this reason, this reason, this reason, this reason. Okay, okay, I'm sold. I just I just need to know where to buy it. Yeah, yeah right. so so we actually had it shipped, and Rectech customer service second to none. It's a Saturday at three in the That's afternoon. Nice. I have a question. I call and they answer. Yeah, and I'm like. Uh, I was expecting to leave a message. Yes, you know? So then I went online later because I'm thinking, I don't want to bother these people. It's like 5.05 in the afternoon. I, right. I, I texted or emailed a question. Phone rings. I'm like, are you for real? You know, I mean, <laughs> That's you, great. You guys that is amazing. good. That's so, awesome. So because I'm not a cook, I hate to cook. Yeah. Growing up, it was my brother either cooked or I died. Yeah. So I, I just, I just, I was too busy. I didn't like to cook. It just wasn't my thing. So you're just now smoke. getting into it. First time ever. Wow. Like, like I can cook. Wow. Before running a smoker, I would cook eggs, cheese grits, and bacon. I think that's all I ever cooked my entire life because yeah. that was what I, I was, was raised. Pop southern, tarts. Southern people. Well, if, if pop tarts, cheese grits, and bacon. <laughs> yeah. So, but, but running running this smoker, it's, it's so easy. I mean, I literally control everything with my phone. Yeah. Literally, I, tr- I turn it on. As long as I don't have the cover on the grill, that would be a bad idea. But, yeah. you know, you turn it on, you set the temp, you rub some seasonings on meat, you set it there, and you leave. Yeah. And it takes care of everything. I'm a lazy cook. I do lots of other things, throw tons of energy into it. Yeah. But I'm just going to eat it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? It's going to take me like seven minutes to eat four pounds of food, (laughs) and then it's gone. Yeah. You know? I don't want to put so much energy. I want it to take seven minutes to cook, and I want to take seven minutes to eat. It's a good even Steven, right? Right. Right. But the smoker does all the work for me, and then it sends me a text. Hey, your meat will be done in five minutes. Yeah. You know, five degrees left. I'm like, I love this grill. Right. Right. That's so cool. I have become Chef Boyar Rectech. There you go. There you go. So now. That's cool. So. On on the same note though, Adam, you said you don't really have anything weird that you eat. Then you think um, that I can think of. I mean, I put ketchup on almost everything. That's true. I think ketchup and eggs is disgusting. Oh, I, I like ketchup and, and, and scrambled eggs. Yeah, that's me. Yeah, but it has to have hash browns mixed into it. Too. I'm a mixer. I'm not like I, now. If food, you add hash food. browns, I'm I'm more. I can do that, mm-hmm. but I can't do just eggs and eggs and ketchup. Eh, I'll do them separate. I'll do, do ketchup on eggs, yeah. ketchup on hash browns. But get, but guess what? Adam, Ad, guess what Adam thinks is ketchup on my no. pancakes. <laughs> guess what Adam thinks is super disgusting though. What? Oh, dude. Wait on me. Mustard. Hey, mustard is the devil. <laughs> Yellow mustard. I know. I don't like it. Like your mushrooms. I don't like it. I don't like it. When you see your mushrooms and I see yellow mustard, I'm like, oh, you eat eat that? I got to call them out on their yellow mustard eating. I'm like, bro, you got to stop. You got to stop right now. This is be legal. Because I think the the most American and most best thing in the world is a brat with sauerkraut and mustard. I would agree. I would agree. I can do sauerkraut and ketchup. You can't eat brats. You can't eat brats without mustard. Watch me. I'll do it. I don't like mustard at all. It's not good. He said watch me. Not good at all. I can't do it. Check this out. into my eyes as I eat this ketchup on this brat. (laughs) All right, guys. Let's go to the next one here. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha.
<laughs> All right. What is your biggest pet peeve? Crickets. <laughs> Lazy people. Yeah. 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 You know, we, we, we live in a society that if we wait long enough, someone else will do it. Yeah. I can't, I can't stand that. Yeah. Don't like lazy Anymore, do it. so true. Just mm-hmm. do it. You know, so many of us spend more time complaining about what we're supposed to be doing yep. than just doing it. Yep. Exactly. You know, we exactly. want to talk trash on everybody. Can you imagine he's out there doing that? Yeah. I can't believe he's doing that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then, like, oh, he's done. Yeah. <laughs> what did you do this whole time? I kind of judged. talked about him doing it. You know, <laughs> I judged him for being productive. Yeah. Shame on him. Exactly. Yep. You know, exactly. It just... We need to just learn to just do it. Absolutely. Yep. Stop talking about it. Stop thinking about it. Just do it. Yep, I agree. I agree. So productivity. Yeah. yeah. I would. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna second that with you. Yeah. On that. So what do you got, Adam? Uh, use your turn signals. <laughs> <laughs> Simple. So Adam has road rage it's issues. Right there. Just click it up or down. And let me know which way you're going. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Pet peeve, man. Just, just let me know. It's really easy. Move it get, or lose it, sister. Not gonna get carpal tunnel. Just do it. That was so funny because he was just—it's just like it's like yeah, like my biggest pet peeve: people not doing anything. Adam, turn signals. Uh, up or down? It's so easy. So easy. Yeah, I concur. Lazy people or yeah. you know, all that stuff, but just just use your turn signal. It's yeah. Really easy. I, I would have to agree with you, though. That is annoying. It's it right annoying. there. When Adam's doing 95 down the highway, he doesn't want to worry about somebody getting over in Left. front of him as he's trying to pass. <laughs> exactly. Make up your mind. <laughs> All right. Favorite movie quote? I'm your Huckleberry. Uh, that is a good one. <laughs> Say when. <laughs> Say when. I'll be your huckleberry. It's that same, but yeah. Same Damn, that's a good one. <laughs> yippee Kaye. That's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. Good. Die Hard. Die Hard is a Die Hard. I tell you what, growing up, Die Hard and Lethal Weapons, man. I think I watched so that's all the, of them. And that's the biggest and that's the biggest thing that comes out every year. I see I see the question every year. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Yes. I think it is. I think it is too. Nakatomi Plaza. I want to go there, right? Yeah. And, and it's a real place. Nakatomi Plaza. Let's just go. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I, I think Merry so. Christmas. I'm down. Do I mean they filmed it somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Whatever that building is, Whatever we're going. That, is, that is that tower. <laughs> go Hans Gruber. Time. Hans Gruber. Yeah. I'm going to go. Yeah. Hans Gruber's no longer with us. Yeah, Aww. yeah. But no, yeah. I I think it's a Christmas movie. It's, they're all great movies. Even the newer ones are great. Yeah, I like them all. <clears throat> so what about you though, Adam? Favorite movie quote? Oh man, I got a lot of movie quotes. I, I don't know, know if I do. can pick up my, my own favorite. I know his. I'll be your Huckleberry. Is pretty good. That is a good one. That is a good oh, man, there's so many. Uh, life is like a box of chocolates. That's, Never yeah, that's know what you're going to get. Funny story about that. My brother, who was probably like six, seven years old at the time, mm-hmm. me and a couple of my friends, you might have been there, actually. I remember we were hanging around, and my brother walks up to one of our friends, uh, BJ. <laughs> and he goes, hey, BJ, don't you know life's like a box of chocolates? You never know what you're going to get. BJ looks down at my brother, who's six, seven years old at the time, and goes, yeah, I do. Chocolates, dumbass. <laughs> In its simplest form, they're all chocolate. <laughs> I always thought that was hilarious. That is awesome. All right, last question. What was your worst subject? Wasn't that three questions ago? Was it? I know. Yeah, yeah. What was your worst subject in high school? Worst subject in high school probably would be. History for me. History? Yeah. Something Why? that required lots of reading. I, I think I, 
if, if, if I would have actually been given the amount of time necessary, they would have figured out that I'm ADD, ADHD, all yeah. of the, the DDDs things. Yeah. yeah. Because I, I can't focus. Yeah. Anything. Have you seen that video of the, of the guy who's uh, holding, uh, he's holding a beer and he looks at the camera and he says, he said, I don't know what HD is, but the doctor just called and said, I got 80 of them bitches. <laughs> I, I, I had a teacher, Mr. Clifton, at Apollo. He actually made, made history fun. But I, I just, I, I struggled, my, I guess, whatever reading. You know, let's, let's take yeah. history back out. Reading. I, I read one book yeah. through my entire high school years, and that was The Outsiders. I think I was required to read that in, like, seventh grade, maybe? Yeah. But the, I read The Outsiders. That was the only book that I ever completed yeah. through my entire years of high school. That was school, the one with the, the Soches, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 At Pony Boy and, and yeah, 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 yeah. You know, because yeah. the movie had like Matt Dillon and Matt Damon. You know, the movie maybe? ruined it for me sure. because I visualize these guys being big guys. You, you, because you, yeah. our imaginations are amazing, right? Yeah. yeah. And Especially then you watch a movie and you're like, younger. but those guys weren't. Not how I predict. You know? Yeah, but those guys though back in the day though they weren't big guys for the most part. No, mm-hmm. no. You know, but but our imaginations. Reading a book, I I, I do read books yeah. now. It goes wild. It, yeah. It's it's amazing yeah. what our imaginations can mm-hmm. do. I agree. And and <clears throat> the problem is too many of us live there when we're supposed to be living our normal lives, <laughs> right? So you know, yeah. yeah it it uh, any more though. That's video games for people now. Yes. Yeah. Or kids these days. Oh, not just not just kids anymore. You know. No, no, because actually, video games were a big part of our generation. Actually, yeah. I mean, those evolved quickly, very quickly as we grew up. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, I, I mean, I remember playing what Dreamcast when I was like ten, and then we were on Xbox Ones when we were seniors. Oh wow! Wow, that's crazy. I had well, I never had any video games, but back then my friends had like Ataris. Yeah, and um, you know, one little joystick up down. Yeah. I, yeah. I think yeah. it was side to side. I don't yeah. know if mm-hmm. there was even an up yeah. down back then. A little button maybe. And, on the side. Uh, think about that though. That's eight years of progress. Yeah. That drastically changed. Now, I mean, from Atari, definitely changed. But for us, it was, I mean, we were right in the thick of that. I think just going from like an actual blowing in from an actual to a CD. Yeah, we did. To a CD was was, The Super Nintendo was crazy. The Jaws game. Yeah. I do. I remember slamming those. I just remember my dad in the background. Quit slamming the damn (laughs) Nintendo. (laughs) Not working. (laughs) Boom. Yeah. I actually experienced that. I never yeah. went to the discs. But yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a yeah, that was a Dreamcast. Yeah, the mm-hmm. discs were the Dreamcast. Very cool. But yeah, I remember yeah. playing Jaws and the duck hunting game. Oh yeah, remember yeah, the duck, duck hunting hunt. game? That was fun. Yep, that was fun. My first one was a Nintendo, just a regular like the gray box Nintendo with the Super Mario Brothers and yes. the Duck Hunter on it. I had one of those. Yes. Yeah, that was my first one. And Super Nintendo actually was the first one because they they started the interactive games where with the duck hunting you actually could get the gun. Yeah, that would plug in. You mm-hmm. could actually shoot at the TV. Yep. And then they also had the the wheel where you could do the driving. Yeah. Very yeah. cool. Very cool. Yeah. I remember that. That was like futuristic. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. It really time, was. Well, I was probably, dude, I was five, four, five at the time. Wow. When Super Nintendo, or Nintendo was a big thing. Super yeah. Nintendo was like a couple years later, but yeah. Nintendo was a couple of youngins that. here hanging out yeah. with me. Yeah. Little whippersnappers. But, 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 to think, <laughs> but to think, though, back then, then when, you know, high school year and how much that evolved over yeah. that, yeah. that's a small time period, I feel. Mm-hmm. It is. A lot. For those graphics and for that system to just really take off. And- Dude, that went from easily. 
Chad, I, I don't know. I, I, I would assume, though, that probably went easily from like a million, couple million dollar business to a multi. Oh, absolutely. Almost either multi-million or b- billion yeah. dollar yeah. industry yeah. Within, that, within those eight years. Yeah. yeah. Think about that. Yeah. I would agree. I would agree. That's insane. That is. Well, hey, that wraps it up, guys, though, for us for episode three here with Upshift with Chad, with Chad Dunlap. Chad, thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me. It was a good time. Really appreciate having you. Uh, Love to have you on again if you would. Sounds great. Just say what Absolutely. Get a hold of my people. Yeah. If you need to get a hold of Chad, our people will contact your people. Here's his email right here. You can check that out. For if you want to uh, book Chad to come speak with you, absolutely uh, speak with your team or speak with your school or your industry, uh, whichever it may be. Please and, do. Uh, yeah, please do. Yeah, he has. He offers a lot of good experience, and uh, I think he he really does change people's lives in the in the, the way that he speaks and the way that he uh, articulates um, how to get across to people. That's so good stuff. Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you. All Thank right, you we here. will see you guys. Next Monday, we will be with Diamond in the Rough Long, the UFC fighter. Can't wait to check that out. Check us out on Spotify, YouTube, and TikTok. Social guys. Absolutely. We'll see you later, guys. See ya.